Hello, and welcome back to Beast Fables, a weekly show where we follow the lives of tiny animals in a massive forest. I'm Brian, and I'll be your narrator for today's adventure. I use he, him pronouns, and I'm the founder of Dungeons on a Dime, a publishing imprint creating entry-level tabletop role-playing game content. Today I am joined by Ver, Atlanta, and Fraser, who will introduce themselves, starting with the most illustrious Ver. Oh, thank you. Uh, my name is Ver, I use they them pronouns, I am a comic artist and illustrator, and in today's game, as usual, I will be playing as Balthazar of Blueberry Pond, a courageous toad knight who is very, very brave, but also not very cunning. <laughs> as we can see on this wonderful character sheet here, cunning, D4, the smallest, a small cun. He, has, small he has four brain cells. And, <laughs> and they work very use, hard. Yeah, he gets to use one in four of them for a good idea, and the, the rest are for bad ideas. <laughs> that kind of reminds me. That reminds me of like the Shadowrun system, where if you want to hack things, you count it. You count your your energy as like RAM, and like you oh can have God. like two RAM or four RAM, and if you cast like a tech spell, four RAM just disappear. And I like the idea that like Balthazar has four brain individual brain cells that he can plug in and plug out of his brain, and then with his <laughs> usual four of them, it's like they're they're gone. <laughs> head head empty, no thoughts. They need to cool down. Let's go leave them out on a windowsill for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Let them sun. Uh, moving on to the most vivacious Atlanta. Ooh, Please say uh, hello. Hello. Uh, I am Atlanta. I use she, her pronouns. Uh, and I am, as usual, playing my wonderful bat daughter, because I have adopted her now, uh, Pipistrelle, our naughty, intrepid little bat friend, who is constantly getting herself into trouble. But we love her anyway. Badaughter. Badaughter. It's like bidet. Badaughter. <laughs> oh, oh, no, no not it's this. not like bidet. Come on, Brian. Not this. It's bad, Brian. It was it wholesome, and now it's... Yeah, and then you ruined it. <laughs> Roll for bad No, I don't bites. mean like a... No, I was... Okay, never mind. <laughs> Move, Let's moving on. Shall we? <laughs> moving on to the most acceptable and upright Fraser. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> <laughs> Was, I love that we got But yeah, by comparison, that's like the most subpar adjective. No, like a like an upright, acceptable. upstanding, acceptable. sociable Please, gentleman. You're, you're, you're just acceptable. <laughs> we, we only just tolerate you here. Hi, I'm the Fraser, toast of and the I have town. legs, so let me stand up. The cream upright. of the crop. As opposed to the cream of the crop and the toast of the town. Oh. Okay. Anyway, hi, I'm Fraser. I use he, him pronouns, and... Uh, yeah, I today I'm playing Lutzen, the Chaos Rat. That's it. <laughs> he's just he, he just Chaos Incarnate, really. Warhammer, Warhammer 40k. <laughs> chaos Lutzen. Rat. Oh god. Chaos Rat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, I don't Could know if there's Skaven uh, in 40k, but I know there's Skaven in, in Warhammer. So. I'm pretty sure there's Skaven in 40k. Maybe they just live on the other starships Mars. and they're just like. <gasps> Lutzen's going to space. That's it. That's final. In his mech. That's yeah. it. In his mech, yes. Anyway. That's how Lutzen leaves from. the show. Climb into the mech. Woo! <laughs> like Diva. Just... My, my people need me. Oh. <laughs> the rats on the ground are like, where are you going? We need you. And he's like, my people need me. And just goes off to my the My people sun. from Europa. It's kind of now that apparently all rats are from Europa. It's true. We mm -hmm. don't make... There's, there's rabbits on the moon. Well, there are rats on Europa. Europa. Mm -hmm. make, yep. <laughs> it's kind of now. So, yep. 
Today we are playing Adventures on a Dime, a role-playing game designed to tell exciting stories with very simple rules. You can see there is a full character sheet here on the Virtual Tabletop Roll20 on which we are playing, and you can click on dice and they will roll, and it's really fun! Oh, I another. love that every time I roll to demonstrate how this works, a hijinx comes oh, up for, for Balthazar, <laughs> which is really uh -oh. fun. Yeah, he loses one of those four brain cells. They just... Down to three. He, he misplaced it. He put it out <laughs> in the sun and he lost it. He can't speak uh, words that are more than three syllables. Oh! Mm -hmm. no. Wait, I would love it if he could only speak words that are more than three syllables. See, I feel that's very toadish um, <laughs> to, to do that, but I can't do that, so please don't make that happen because I only know very simple words. <laughs> oh. So... Would anyone like to volunteer to recap what happened last session? Uh, I will volunteer, as we all know that Fraser is like, big no. To, I'm just to... bad at remembering everything. Well, I mean, to be honest, I'm not much better. I think we, we, I think we can all, I think we can all collectively agree that Ver is the best like recapper for Beast Fables because that they just, true. they remember everything and give it, give us such vivid detail, and the rest of us are like, story happened. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, but Atlanta, you were there, so I will let you take it away. I was. Uh, so we picked up after a, a quite a long hiatus, um, quite a long cliffhanger of um, Ludson and Pip uh, continuing their adventures to uh, try and to catch a fish. And obviously, as we're in the Beast Fables universe, Pip and Ludson are definitely creatures on the smaller side, and they're trying to catch creatures two or three times their size. Um, and they asked the local, local otters for help, and that wasn't really going anywhere. So we picked up with them trying to concoct a plan uh, using a large net to try and catch fish. So after fixing the otter's net, Pip then suggested that maybe she fly, sort of hover over the net, holding some leaves, crumpling them up, dropping them into the water to try and entice fish into the net. Uh, it kind of didn't really work very well. You know, she tried. Um but, you know, Ludson and Pip are too small, really, to actually pick up fish, um, you know, with their own tiny little bodies. They're just too small. Um, and they were going to ask the otters for help. But unbeknownst to us, as we had finished off with the session previously, before the hiatus, uh, there had been a pike spotted further upriver that we hadn't we hadn't seen, obviously, being further upriver. Um so we are continuing our adventures to try and catch a fish. We're asking for help. We're not really getting anywhere. And suddenly... Oh, gosh, actually, what was it? Did Pip fall into the water? Was she grabbed? I actually can't remember now. Um, uh, you had attracted a, lot, a fish. Uh, I had and a then oh, the pike the ate the fish and thought it would go for seconds. And That was it. That was it. So, yeah, so I... So, so Pip had, so we did manage to attract a fish. We were trying to get the fish out of the water. And then something bigger came along and ate that fish. Uh, <laughs> and... <laughs> I was literally about to say that we are sharing the brain cell today. <laughs> yeah, brain cell. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Um, That's where the misplaced brain cell went. Oh, it yeah. it, tra it 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 crossed dimensions and it's now residing in both her and myself. How wonderful! Quantum um, brain cell. One brain cell. Uh, so the the pike had swam up river, had snatched the fish that we were trying to catch, and then saw Pip hovering above the water and thought, "Perfect, time for another snack." Um, she is. Uh, she tries to avoid uh, the pike kind of leaping out the water at her and sort of uh, mistimes her manoeuvres, falls into the river and is entangled in the net with a huge pike. 
Um, poor old Ludson at this at this point is at the side of the river, doesn't know what to do, jumps in to try to save her, uses his wonderful little swimming rat tail, which I absolutely adore, which kind of moves around like a propeller. What a wonderful image from last session. Uh, to jump in and try and save her. Pip kind of floats or uh, sort of sinks really to the bottom of the river uh, to try and get away from the pike because she can't, you know, she's in water, it's loud. She she's damp and bedraggled because her you know bat wings are not good in water, and Ludson swims down to save her. We manage to swim up, kind of past the pike, but the pike loses interest in, you know, uh, well kind of manage to break out of the net and loses interest in the other fish around and goes straight for Pip and Ludson. Uh, you know, Pip is kind of like thrown out onto the riverbank, and Ludson is swallowed almost entirely whole. I think was yep consumed. Yeah, was lit was consumed by fish. Um, and Pip is at the side of the river, has no idea what to do. She yells for help. All the otters have run away. There is no one around. She's so, you know, she's so uh, sodden with water that she can't fly. Um, all she can do, all she can think to do is throw her entire can of, ta of candied aphids into the water to try and attract the pike, um, which does which does sort of work. Um, Ludson, obviously, in the meantime, is st like stuck in this fish's gullet. He has no way... He, obviously, the only way is either out of the mouth or down into the stomach, so he starts scratching and clawing and biting and trying to get this fish to open its mouth. Nothing happens until he notices that he's quite close to the gills, and he starts sort of scratching and, you know, clawing his way at, uh, out at, through... Well, past the gills, trying to get the fish to open its mouth. Something does happen that, you know... I think it is. I think it is the candied aphids. It's like that. It sort of smells in the water, so it goes for the candied aphids. It opens its mouth, you know, sort of wide enough for Ludson to get out of the fish's mouth, um, and swim back to shore. Uh, and but you know, so we sort of managed to, we you know, Pip and Ludson managed to escape the jaws of death quite literally and lie tired and exhausted and pretty hurt. Um, oh yes, because I, I forgot on on his way out, uh, Ludson. Took, uh, got an injury from the fish's teeth, sort of raking mm -hmm. across his, uh, yeah, uh, raking across his side. So he's bleeding very heavily. Um, <clears throat> because it's still sunny out, Pip's wings have dried enough that she can jump up into a tree and look for someone to help. And she spies over yonder. <clears throat> I think she sees Balthazar um, because he's wearing his armor. So she flies over to Balthazar and Finn. Is it Finn or Flynn? I always forget. Flynn. 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 It is Flynn. Line finder Flynn. Line finder Flynn. Because I love alliteration. Yes. It's no, it's, it's good. I was, I guess my brain line is like line flinder, line flinder Flynn, line flinder Flynn, flan flinder Flynn. That anyway, was we... that was Flynn's previous job before he became a tanner. <laughs> he made flung. <laughs> uh, but uh, Pip sees um, line finder Flynn and Balthazar at the side of the river. <clears throat> she flies over to them. She's in a tr considerable amount of distress. She's even she's too scared to even fly over the river. She just yells at them from the other side. Um, Balthazar being just wonderful toad boy that he is, uh, mud furies his way across the bottom of the river to the other side. Um, not before riding on Flynn. Not before riding on, riding on Flynn, that's true actually. They ride along the, the side of the river towards where uh, Ludson is lying under the tree. Um, Pippa sort of patched him up as best she can, but she's no, you know, she's no poultice pounder. She has no real expertise here. Um, and eventually... You know, we all we all congregate underneath this tree. Uh, we and we get Ludson back to Aspen Grace, I think, um, and sort of get him into the care of uh, the local poultice pounder to 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 
heal no, attend his wounds. Oh no, it was a stitcher. It wasn't a pulse sound. You're right. It was it hiccup. hiccup. It was a career game. It was. It was a wonderful, wonderful hedgehog hiccup, who mole, he, who sort of tend mole. Sorry, not hedgehog. Uh, <laughs> who, who you know tends to uh, to Luz and get him gets him back on his little paws as best as we can. And I think that's sort of where we left off was just kind of yeah, resting mm-hmm. and recuperating after what was a very for for a first episode back after a hiatus, what a what a Bobby Dazzler, as it were. <laughs> what? <laughs> I've never heard that one before. It's, it's a weird English phrase I remember hearing years and years ago, and I've always wanted to use it, so I'm going to use it now. <laughs> it's brought into no the world excuse. now. No better excuse. Okay, so with this leg of the adventure coming to a close, I'm going to have to do the unfortunate thing of removing all of our drawings so we can make new drawings. No! We must, we must take... Export, yes. Export the canvas or something. I don't know how it works. We have to take. We have to take screenshots of hand pip. Can you make just a new, uh, like map? Yeah. Oh, a new scene. That's just, I'm just gonna make a new page because guess what? This is world twenty. We're in control here. Yay! <laughs> Blam. Nice. Look at this blank yes. canvas to, to, des- to create more with- desecrate and create more cursed. <laughs> More cursed, more cursed images. Favorite kind. Exactly. I'm going to take over. Remember, we are also using the supplement Vice and Virtue, which will be releasing soon. I'm getting it printed, guys. Heck yeah! Exciting. So um, that'll be fulfilling from the Kickstarter that ran like a million years ago. Um, Oh god, I love that. Like some fingers from Handpip also came with this. Oh Oh, god. Uh, But you guys each have little boons you can tag in your Yay. adventure which you have not been using so yeah, no. yeah. oh my god i forgot i had a water self yeah genuinely i completely forgot i i could have succeeded on something yesterday oh my god idiot mm-hmm. or yesterday last week oh, I had also other oh my so, god I what is time I, anymore? I think it's i think it's because we haven't drawn a new like we're still in the chapter pause gilded by blood Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, which we started like ages ago. So I think yeah. that's why we keep forgetting about it. Because yeah, very true. Kind of refreshed, kind of immediate mind peripherals. Mm. It's not in our mm-hmm. mind palaces. <laughs> so our mind I'm going to choose some music which I feel is appropriate. It is a very warm, sunny afternoon. Um, hot actually, bakingly hot. It's maybe Ooh. 35 degrees out, blue skies. Oh the sun is still beaming. We are at the tail end of a drought worthy summer in Scotland. Um, if you had not recently refreshed yourself, uh, Balthazar, in the river, you would be a little parched right now, but you did have a nice yeah. dip. Um, yeah, and all of your clothing is uh, wet. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, I forget what it's called, but the. Uh, kind of cushioning tunic. that you have under armor, the tunic, yeah, yeah and all yeah. of that, the, the like, padding, and ga- gambeson, um, that that thing, yes, that's that definitely wet. I don't nice, 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 nice. Do nice I look like armor things? No. <laughs> Balthazar's like, I just put it on and fight. <laughs> I only know fight. Yes. So, Balthazar, you have been given a note um, by uh, Hiccup. Uh, yes, a mole stitcher to... to take to the tanner um, in exchange for uh, Hiccup taking care of your friend. Um, otherwise, I'm going to say Pip and uh, 
Pip, you are walking, flying, however you would like to move, back mm. towards town, having picked up all of Lutzen's gear, save for the uh, conker shell backpack, which is well, floated downstream. Oh, so the tools lost... themselves are safe, but the backpack is gone. So oh, sad. No. End of an era. Oh, oh, oh my god, yeah, no more Ludson with the conker shell. Oh, what am I going to draw now? I'll have to design something else. Ah, we or need to find a new backpack. Find a or find a new strategy. conker shell. But that's that's an adventure for another day. You are right now, you are with um, Flan Finder Flynn. Flan Finder Flynn, who is a rather stoic tanner, having mm. run and now knowing that um, Ludson is not in danger has resumed much more of a distant, more stoic nature and seems to watch you from the riverbank and the surroundings as well as you pick up all of uh, Lutzen's gear. Mm-hmm. I think because she's so tired from just the whole the whole ordeal with the fish and also if it's if it's as warm as you say it is outside, like for goodness sake, she's probably too tired to fly. I think, imagine she'll just be kind of... She will have picked up Lutzen's gear, you know, I obviously like I don't think animals sweat in the same way that we do um but like she'll be you know I think she might she might have even stopped actually just to take off her flight suit so she's mm -hmm. just gonna let, let all of her fur kind of like you know breathe and sort of get down to her skin because she'll just it be, is a bit be nicer warm. because you have been like it's matted with silt and, yeah and and river water and gross yeah. claggy mud and so taking mm -hmm. off the flight suit is a little bit more refreshing because it's I mean, if you've ever been in wet clothes in hot weather, it's gross. Yeah, 100%. Unless they're clean. Yeah, but like, you know, she, I imagine she's like, she's tired, so she'll be kind of moving sort of quite sort of slowly, sort of certain amount of sort of uh, lethargy and things in her movements. But like, she's okay. She's just a bit kind of like shell-shocked, which is sort of seems to what happened. Like that sort of happens to Pip after, after kind of big uh, sort of, you know, encounters with other beasts, particularly like like this time it's like because it's a fish as well, which we like they're not sentient like animals are. So you know, sapient. they are sapient. Yeah, so they are just like they're not sapient. They're not sapient. Sorry, like but you know they um they are they do actually actually just act like you know like fish in like they would in our universe. Mm. But yeah, she's sleepy. She's tired. She's looking. For, she wanna. She wanna nap. She's. I think now more than ever, she's kind of thinking like, because it's the middle of the day, and then she's like, oh gosh, what I wouldn't give to be in a cave right now somewhere, like or like a like a tree, like a hole in a tree, mm. just like having a nap, upside down. You miss, <laughs> you miss being nocturnal, um, a yeah. little bit. You've been diurnal for about three weeks now, um, yeah, and uh, you kind of miss the cool nights and uh, warm breezes during the summer that you can float on. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. So, uh, you gather up the gear, you're with Lion Finder Flynn, do you talk at all on your way back to town, or do you just maintain a, a respectful distance? Well, I think, because he, because, I mean, I think she sort of, we kind of, we have a kind of established that he's quite reserved. Um, I think if he's kind of, like, walking slightly behind her or something, I don't think she's going to try and make conversation. One, she's probably a bit too tired to really be particularly, um engaging herself but like i don't think she really would really know what to ask him at this stage you know like what's it like being a tanner like it's probably a bit too chipper have you ever killed someone yeah how many <laughs> beasts have you killed what's your body count like she's probably like are we there yet are we there yet <laughs> are we there yet are we there yet? <laughs> i feel like 
uh, as a, a passing moment, you're very confused at one point, oh. uh, uh, Flynn's walking beside you, when suddenly Flynn just... Because Flynn is large as a cat, and you're walking on the ground carrying this gear, Flynn mm -hmm. walks over you, and the... Oh, you wow, feel yeah. like the... The sort of... Not binder, but like the, the vest that uh, Flynn wears that restricts and pulls in some of the thick uh, forest cat fur that he has. Mm. It kind of the, the vest and his stomach pushes down against your head and you look around and you see darting over the ground around you mm -hmm. uh, a shadow, large and... F it's difficult to make out. It's triangular... And then your eyes put it together. You've never seen the shadow so up close because you're so used to flying, but there's a buzzard circling mm. above you. Oh, oh Lord. And for oh. five minutes, you walk in, in anxious silence. And then the shadow flits away somewhere else. And oh, wow. Flynn then stops walking atop you, if that makes sense. Sort of resumes being towards oh. your side. Oh, that's really sweet. So he was kind of protecting me from... Well, I mean, yeah, but like... If you'll excuse the phrase, I'm basically a sitting duck at that point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Crouching bat. Yeah, that feels. That's like very. That. Anyway, yeah. That's, <laughs> yes, that's crouching what... bat. I think. I think. Um. I think Pippin kind of like. You know, she would like. She will have seen like bird um, silhouettes before, but she, what she would have seen would have been like owls, and not during the day. You know, because she's a. Mm. You know, she's a bat. Um, well, there's that, but also I'm I'm mean like you've never really seen them from the ground. Like no, a shadow exactly. looks very different from like a ground perspective than like from very high up. Yeah, very true. So I think she kind of, you know, I think she would try and kind of read Flynn's um, like body language and like maybe like n like nod slightly as like an indication of like, you know, thank you. That's very kind. Like you know, I I don't really I don't really want to be eaten by a buzzard today. Um, but like, obviously, trying to like to try to kind of read his his body language, and like you know, because if he doesn't want to talk, she doesn't want to make him talk. She's mm. too tired anyway, really, to kind of have this whole like, does he want to talk to me? Should I be talking? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For once, the anxiety is actually tired. <laughs> yeah, the the anxiety it's tired anxiety. It's that kind of whole like ah, <laughs> head okay. empty. So, um, you make it back. It takes maybe a twenty minute walk to get back to um, Aspen Grace at your pace, as opposed to um, Flynn's yeah. pace, if that makes sense. Little, little um, and at that point, you see uh, Balthazar has spotted you, and I'm going to presume has walked down the stairs towards you to kind of meet you at the base of Aspen Grace. Oh, yes. Friend. No, he leaves. He's like, I'm done with these people. Damn, this bat. <laughs> you yeah. find, you find like down. a Balthazar-shaped cartoon hole in the ground. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Uh, yeah, uh, Balthazar will have had uh, been waiting to, to see them arrive, and uh, when he when he does see them, he like excitedly jumps up and starts running down, the, like hop, oh! hop, 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 up down the stairs, like mm -hmm. kind of trot, because there's no sense of being slow when you see friends. My 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 love for Balthazar really absolutely knows no bounds. <laughs> I feel there's like nothing sure you would be able to hear that. You'd be able to hear the. First of all, the hop, 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 but also the creak, <laughs> creak, as like, like it goes armor. down the spiral staircase. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> around each tree. Um, so, so yes, you meet up. 
uh, Balthazar uh, will. Uh, God, God, I guess he, yeah, runs to them. Uh, kind of nods his head at Pipistrel because it's good to see her. Mm. Um, and then turns his attention to uh, Line Flan Finder uh, Flynn, <laughs> and um, uh, says, Line Finder Flynn. Flynn, thank you very much for uh, escorting Pipistrel to the town. I, I think I did spot a, some manner of large flying beast in the distance, and I was a little worried. But of course, I, I should have assumed that no harm would come to my fine friend with you at her side. And um, I, I am happy to say, uh, Pipistrel, that I was able to deliver Lutzen uh, not just to a poultice pounder, but but there is a um, a stitcher in town who uh, uh, is a, has, has been able to uh, uh, give expert attention to Lutzen's uh, current um, uh, ailments and injuries. And um, the same Stitcher uh, gave me this, and uh, they asked me to give it to you, uh, Line Finder Flynn. Um, and uh, Balthazar produces the uh, piece of paper and... Um, so the note, which is um, regular-sized in your uh, little... Well, it's a slightly oversized in your toad hands. Um, you pass... Well, toads are small. I'm, I'm thinking moles to toads, so it's slightly large in your hands, and it would have been small oh. for, for, for Hiccup. For Flynn. You pass Hiccup, it to sorry. Flynn, and then it is comically small. Oh. Flynn has to grab it in... <laughs> Two four claws, like the, a thumb and a, a four claw. I can, I can oh, hold so it up cute. for you if, if you'd like, and if it's too small, I can read it to you. And Flynn that's says, adorable. That will not be necessary. I will read this. And kind of holds it up. And you see the um, amber yellow eyes, uh, the little black slits flick left and right on Flynn's face as he scans the letter, um, folds it and then tucks it into his sort of, like a little nook in his chest binder thing. Oh, oh you have a pocket there. That's cool. <laughs> oh my god. I wish my Then looks at you, but doesn't necessarily like make any expression, just sort of continues looking at you. I love, I love the, uh, there's something about Balthazar using the phrase, you have a pocket, that's cool. <laughs> that's Balthazar, Balthazar would be pocket. always very, um, very enthusiastic about like dresses with pockets or stuff like that. Oh, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, look I, at that, that's wonderful. Yeah, say, I, I'm, I wish... I'm resisting having Flynn go, oh, thanks, it's got pockets. And then doing the little like <laughs> shimmy. <laughs> yes. Um, no, but uh, Flynn just sort of regards you, not coolly, but levelly. Mm. Uh, Balthazar makes nothing of this because he has four cunning. Um, and he just <laughs> he just turns to Pipistrel and says, there's many times that I wish my armor had pockets. I think it would be very useful. But I suppose it's difficult to make pockets out of metal. Pip, Pip sort of chuckles. Uh, you know, she's like, kind of tiredly, not, not her usual kind of like high-pitched high, high squeaky uh, bat laugh, but like she kind of she gestures to the, her flight suit, which she sort of slung over her like um, over her shoulder. It's like, well, you know, I wish I wish this had pockets, and she sort of gestures to it. Um, but it's it's all all something to do with uh, you know 
making me fly faster and all that. So no, no room for pockets either. And she sort of, you know, shrugs and looks a little sad. <laughs> oh, that is quite a shame. Well, maybe that's something that we can um, uh, convince Lutzen to take on as his next project after he's done with all the teeth things that he's been embarking on recently. Um, well, Line Rider Flynn, I, I hope the uh, tidings I have delivered are good. Uh, I can never quite tell. Your face never changes. <laughs> it does take a, a little effort to maintain that. Uh, yes, I'll deal with Hiccup later. For now, I feel we should keep on task. Oh, God, yeah, the wolf. Of course. Ah, the fish. You wanted the fish to... Balazar kind of conspicuously looks around, looking way more suspicious than he was moments ago. He says, but the wolf, but we have, we have discussed that things might have changed, yes? Sorry, who do you say that to? Uh, Linefinder Flynn. Because hmm. they were talking um, on their way to the river and then, like, disaster struck. Yeah. Or are they on their way down the river? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Balthazar was successful in convincing the wolf that they could go towards this blueberry pond that you hail from, and well, do so speedily. Ultimately, we might not have to poison them. I think Pip, like hearing this news, there is part of her that's like. So we did all of that for nothing. <laughs> like her, like her little ears kind of droop slightly. But then she kind of rebounds and says, "Well, I suppose then in, well, I was not particularly looking forward to the idea of poisoning this this wolf, and I am happy that my dear friend here, and uh, she gestures at Balthazar, um, has convinced you that perhaps other paths might have been more beneficial to us all." In all honesty, I thought this summer would have abated by now and faded into autumn, but unfortunately, it has not. I, uh, I would not want to leave some 300-pound hunk of meat out in this weather. That would be vile. So, if we could deal with this wolf, I guess we could do it this way. Anyhow, uh, I think there was unfinished business that it wanted to resolve, and if we could do that quickly... We could all move on with our lives. Indeed. Uh, well, the wolf uh, uh, was, um, I think, going to go collect their things and uh, just spend one, one more night copying their notes. Uh, but I suppose perhaps we could go speak to it or, or wait this night and wait for it under the windmill, uh, where it usually makes... Um, uh, where it usually settles in. Um, I'm not entirely sure, uh, but I suppose I could also take this time to procure a map of the Bristly Woods and mark where the Blueberry Pond log is to make sure that the wolf can get there safely and soundly. That sounds like a reasonable thing to do. Uh, and... Uh, Flynn pauses and looks at the both of you and says, Well, you've decided to run this. What shall we do? Let's find out if there is a, uh, 
oh, what are they called? A chapter house of the Guild of Mappers, and perhaps we can convince them to part with one of their uh, one of their maps or draw draw one up for us. Pip nods in agreement. I don't think climbing trees will necessarily be useful for me. What shall I do while you find this map? Ooh, yeah. What shall we ask? Ah! Uh, 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, where is, where a, is the brain cell? Yeah, he's like, I'm going to He says, um, Stitcher, Stitcher Hiccup said that there can be uh, some types of plants that could be found to help Lutzen on his recovery. Uh, perhaps you would be able to locate them. You seem to have quite a, um, a, a knowledge of poisons, so perhaps you might also have a knowledge of herbs that have medicinal purposes. Uh, Flynn considers this and then says, it will be faster if I have the aid of Pipistrel to fly up above and point out specific places. I can harvest the herbs that you've described. Uh, but yes, if Pipistrel, you come with me, we can find these herbs to restore Hiccup's stocks, and Balthazar, you find this map. By the evening, we should have uh, together everything we need. Including <laughs> including a healthy and whole Lutzen. Here's hoping. Oh god, I don't like the way he said that. <laughs> Pip, Pip kind of doesn't look in any particular, like, she doesn't really want to have to leave Balthazar again, but she, but she kind of, she's like, well, if, if it's, if it's anything to help our dear Ludson, then yes, I would, I would be very happy to help. She's, like, you know, she feels really bad that she couldn't, like, help him more at the riverbank, because, you know, she's not a stitcher or a poultice pounder. <laughs> what, um... I'm amiss to part ways with you once more, Pipistrel, but I feel with, uh, with, uh, Lionfinder Flynn at your side that you will be, you will be safe. And then he turns to Flynn and kind of looks very serious at him and says, and I do hope that I am right in this assessment. Please watch out for her, yes? Oh. If anything should happen, you will feel the full might of a knight of blueberry <laughs> Oh, it's so small and threatening. Up your batter, you mate. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh, so um, who do we want to follow first in this story? I think... Um, well, I mean, actually, I was going to say maybe Balthazar, because oh. we, we, we had so much... We had a, such a huge focus on Pippa Nudson... Um, mm -hmm. Last episode, it'd be nice to sort of start with Balthazar and see see what he gets up to. He's putting his bartering skills to good use. <laughs> it's it's so I actually, I actually can't wait to see him trying to barter us a map. It's going to be so fun. I mean, he he got a a br free bread. Um, oh yeah, the wolf. I think he's actually good at decent at this because he just, people are just like, oh my god, I want to feed this toad, and, or like, oh, <laughs> I want to give him my map. So hopefully. Yeah, I that's. Lutzen that. walks in and the girl, you're so cute. Do you want a map? <laughs> Not Lutzen, <laughs> uh, Balthazar, but yeah. Like, you, um, you look, you yes, look lost, yes, friend. Yes, my point. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> uh -huh. Okay, so I feel like this is the time for a new scene. Ooh. Uh, using vice virtue. So I'm gonna roll 3d7. Uh, roll 3d7. 
Oh, it's oh, been no. so long since we've actually gotten to yeah. choose a vice and well, virtue. Also, Ooh! actually, do we do we not resolve the? I don't remember if we resolve. Oh, no, it's at the end of the session. Heck, it's been so long. So when we have a, I mean, I wrote this and I've forgotten, and I literally have been editing this for like the past like, three <laughs> you weeks. So my brain this. is blank. <laughs> you um, made this. The word that I used is called. Um, it's like resolution. God, why am I why am I going blank right now? Reflecting. God. That's it. <laughs> when that's the one. You reflect. It's at the end of a scene or at the end of the session. I feel like we've had a period of reflection where mm -hmm. like uh Lutzman was taking to the doctor. You guys have spoken about this. I don't necessarily think it's like we don't need it for the 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 next scene. And none of you used your vice virtue or none of you used your boons. Mm. So oh, I feel we can true. just continue if you want to with these boons. I I'll get my info. Yeah, hang on. What, what have we got? Yeah. Oh yeah, we got we got an, we got an auto self and also auto other and a neutral. Okay. Yeah, we have got one of everything. Yeah, so actually, yeah, I think we, we seem pretty we seem pretty good right now. I think Lutzman so... probably still acted in virtue. Well, I don't know. Yeah, mm -hmm. probably still acted kind of in virtue. You definitely acted in virtue because you came. You definitely came to Pip's aid. I mean, but at the you same could time, argue definitely that... effed up. So like. Uh, yeah, but the, with with the best intentions, you can still fuck up and have good intentions. This is true. Hmm. This is true. I'd also say, I feel like Lutzen did take in, like, you used a lot of tools, you tried to use, even if your plans failed, you were still trying to use the environment around you and give and having an awareness of the situation. So I'd say that's yeah, more that's virtuous, that's which is true. taking a step back. Whereas mm -hmm. Pipistrel, I'd say you were more vice because, well, I don't know, you were vice or neutral. You definitely mm -hmm. were also mm -hmm. planning and executing things. So if you wanted to swap. However, right now, this scene is only going to be for Balthazar. So you can yeah. talk about the fortune, but it's only Balthazar that we are uh, focusing on right now. Mm -hmm. So, uh, the fortunes we have are six, five, and two. So, we have got, your fortunes are, the friend of my friend is my enemy. Oh. We have got, wait for it. Oh, and we have got, mischievous youth. Hmm. So we're gonna type these out, because yeah. I can spell. No, I can't. That's a lie. <laughs> I'm not just singing the, like, the Hamilton song, Wait For It, in my head. Mm -hmm. That's all that's Wait, going on there. I, I like the sound of friend of my friend is my enemy, because it's mm -hmm. kind of confusing. But also, Mischievous Youth is pretty good. I am yeah, terrified what this spells for Balthazar. I don't want him to get dunked on by a kid. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Baby that could also be very fun to watch. <laughs> I'm going to be very angry, but Balthazar wouldn't, and I will. And there will be two wolves in me. One is Balthazar, one is Toad, <laughs> and the other is me just being angry that a fictional kid <laughs> The oh, friend gosh. of my friend is my enemy. I'm trying to think. The friend of my friend is my enemy. I wonder who that could be referring to, or like who it could refer to. Because it like Wait, could could that be like the friend of my enemy is my friend? No, hold on. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so we have the other way around. The friend um, of my friend is... My, my brain enemy. can't compute what it means. I can't what, comprehend. What, no, it means that, like, we're all vying to be Lutzen's best friend. Yes. And Pipistrel and Balthazar are, like, in a rivalry to be the better friend. Yep. Oh, so sure enemies. Okay. This is the breaking point of their relationship. <laughs> Balthazar and Pipistrel fight to the death. It's <laughs> the only logical I outcome it, here. But I think that... I think that... Balthazar's gonna win unless Pipistrel runs away. Well, wow! Ultimately, I'm sorry. Wow. I'm sorry. He's, gonna, he's the only one who has a weapon. 
I oh shit yeah okay oh sorry for swearing um also we've seen I've shared those pictures before of like the frogs or toads that just have eaten like yeah, a this bird is, this or, a, or a <laughs> bat like that will just happen he's just like oh that is actually okay okay you make a good point it does rival the yeah it's it's uh it's so which fortune is Balthazar gonna face hmm I mean ultimately it's Balthazar's decision I feel yeah. They all sound I'm pretty good. Interested in front of my friend is my enemy, mm. but it's seriously one. because I don't want to get dunked on by a youth. It is my my fear is making <laughs> uh, this choice for me. That's fair. <laughs> I don't want to be dunked on by a youth. Huge <laughs> <laughs> is terrifying, man. True. Okay, so the friend of my friend is my enemy. Balthazar, you are at the base of Aspen Grace. It is the late afternoon. Uh, there are some animals. Uh, busying themselves, but in general the atmosphere of anxiety is still heavy in the air. Um, they don't know that the wolf is going to leave yet, so they still believe this wolf is just on their doorstep and could eat them at any point. Yeah. Um, well, I think Balthazar forgets that people don't know what he knows, so he's just like, well, that's strange. Um, and um, <clears throat> he's going to ask one of the uh, hedgehog guards if there is a chapter house of the guild of mappers in Aspenverse. Um So the, the hedgehog um, is very dozy in the hot afternoon and sort of kind of perks up a little bit as you kind of speak to them. They go, uh, 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 what? Uh, um, guild of mappers? Uh, well, I, I don't think we've got a chapter house out this far, but you might want to go talk to uh, old Toothy. Uh, I think his nephew is a, a mapper. Um, and then there's also... And he scratches his head. And another guard, kind of next to him, says... Um, oh, uh, I, I haven't seen Altuthi for a while. Uh, used to be near uh, his, his friend Freely, but... Uh, I know they've... I think they've had a bit of fallen out. Um, Freely lives on the top branches. Uh, little bluebird. And... Uh, uh, they're both retired. They're old, you see. Uh, you know, some, you know, Nothing 60, wrong with that. 60 summers. Wow, Nothing wrong old. with it, but, um, well, they tend to go up quite high and they don't come back down because their joints all creaky, you know? So, mm. uh, I'd, I'd take it slow and careful. I think they've had a bit of a spat recently. Um, are, are you saying that f Freely and Old Toothy are friends and Old Toothy's nephew is a, is a map maker? Um, what is Freely's? Why should I speak with Freely? Is is Freely a map maker too? Um. So the the hedgehog correction says it's Free Lie, like L Y A, like they. Uh, oh, I'm the sorry, I wrote you, it down you, in my notes thing. and I was just reading it. Like I was almost. No, no, it. it's it's a common yeah. misconception. It's not free. Uh, this free lie, very particular, which is why I'm correcting you. Um. Oh, thank you, thank you. I, I don't I know why you name you. name a little hatchling Free Lie, but. <laughs> That's on parents. So, um, they live together, but they're very angry with each other. Well, that's what I heard. Um, well, that and that's really why I want to go with them, because uh, Old Toothy, no, you know, Old Toothy lives with Freelight, you know. Uh, old, well, Freelight is a bluebird, and what, uh, what manner of beast is a Toothy? A, a, a hedgehog. A little bit runty on the smaller side. You don't mind me saying. I have to ask, if Freely was named Freely as a hatchling, 
Was Old Toothy called Old Toothy as a pup? Mm, I don't recall. I think I think they were just Toothy. Well, I presume they were just Toothy. And then they that became Old really Toothy strange. when they became old. That makes uh, sense. Though, <laughs> I can't be sure. Maybe... I've never asked. And the, the hedgehog kind of scratches her chin and goes... I should ask people's names more. What's your name? Oh, okay, my name is Balthazar. What's your name? Um, and the the hedgehog looks up at the sky and goes, "Why didn't the GM give me a name?" Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rye. Scrolls over. Um, um, wait, what Rye. did you say? Rye. Oh no, like... I was gonna say Eli. It's Eli. Eli. Oh, Eli. Oh, that's cute. So, my name's Eli, and then Eli uh, kind of turns and gestures with her kind of a short forelimb and goes, and this here is Sibilance. And Sibilance goes, yeah, that's my name. Sibilance, what a wonderful name. And Eli is You well. can call me Sib. Sib, I will do that. Well, Sib, Eli, thank you very much for your help. And uh, I suppose I shall, well, actually, perhaps you could help me with one more thing. Um, which direction are the tallest branches where these two live? Um, so Eli says, come with me, and kind of like walks maybe 50 paces away from the base of the tree, and then sort of like squints up at the sun, and then points and says, it's that there branch, and then sort of like takes your arm, and then sort of like moves it, kind of looking over your shoulder to kind of get the right perspective, goes, there. Right. So you have like a, you have the directions, so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> That's adorable. Uh, well, I shall make my way there post haste, but uh, if you say that these old timers don't tend to leave the tops of the branches very much, I think I will first make my way to the market. As Balthazar will bring them a gift basket of food. Oh, <laughs> such a good boy! So you uh, waddle up the, the spiral staircases that mark all of the trees of Aspen Grace, up okay. through several levels, across a rope bridge, um, and you make your way to the market uh, place that spans on wooden boards uh, across um, the, the the old river ditch that separates the two halves of Aspen Grace, if you remember. Yeah. Yes, yeah, this is where we spoke with the, uh, rab- with the hare, right? Yes. Um, yes. Uh, I think his name was Leon de Grance or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Leon de Grance. Yeah, Leon de Grance. Leon de Grance. Um, so that's where you met with Leon de Grance. That's also met where where you met with uh, Dougal and Jeffrey, who are some other guards. Yeah. Oh, Dougal and Jeffrey! <laughs> and we saw um, there wasn't many stalls, but there was a seed bank person. Well, there are several stalls, well, lots of stalls, but a lot of them were empty. Um, yeah, sorry, no one was coming to the market. And there was a seed a sprout representative, Ewan, who had sacks of grain guarded by two guards um, who was who were Adele and Damien. Okay. Ah, okay. Got it. So this is actually going to be our first time actually kind of seeing like a real like Beast Fables market, I think. Because we've kind of... We, we've no, kind of this seen... one's not... Um, oh, but not like an active one. Here. Oh, yeah, I suppose yeah. that's true. Yeah. Because everybody's freaked out by... God. One day, we'll get, one day we'll get to Oduk and we'll see like... Like the like the like the big like the big markets of Odok. I'm sorry. Yes. Anyway, boys. sorry. The big boys. Anyway, this is this is a Balthazar time. Uh, well, when I get to the market, do I kind of see a similar desolation? Similar what? 
<laughs> Sorry, I said desolation. It just is it similarly like empty. Um, I'd say I'm gonna just roll, and you know, I'm gonna roll a d6. Roll for stalls. Roll for shopkeepers. One d6. Me eh, doesn't like me. One d6. If it's odd, it's completely empty. If it's even, there's some people around. Ah, it's a four. So, um, I'd say. I don't necessarily know if beasts have like a calendar that I have figured out, but um, it's near the end of like a week, if that makes sense. So it's sort of like, this is the time when people have to come out and do their grocery shopping because like they've been putting it off for so long because of these, um, this wolf, that they're now kind of like, they run to the, it's sort of like the beginning of the pandemic when everyone was buying toilet paper. Like everyone's running into the market, they bought stuff and now they're running away. Yeah. Right? Oh my God, so, that's too real. <laughs> So the the market um, has a few traders who are set up um, who have put rugs on top of these wooden stools that are built into the the deck of this uh, floating uh, walkway, um, and they have some wares, some bags, some wooden bowls of grain and seed and other things. Uh, one of them is trading pots and mugs and cups and things like that, um, all sorts. Uh, so, Balthazar will be going yeah, well, to one of the food stalls, but despite himself, we will stop by the stall with the mugs. <laughs> so you see that this is um, um, run by a squirrel um, who has kind of mottled grey red fur. Um, the squirrel has um, little spectacles on, which are very thick. Um, oh. and, uh, has a cane, uh, propped up oh. against one side of the stall, um, and, no, no, not a cane, like, walking crutches, if that makes sense, um, and is kind of hunched on a stall, and, um, is, uh, seems to be tallying up and counting everything that they have at the stall, as if they're, like, it's the end of the day, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, what kind of mugs are there? Is there one um, that has, like... Best hedgehog that I can get to all two <laughs> Best hedgehog. So there isn't um, like a written glaze. These all seem to be quite practical. Um, I'd like you to make a. We'll describe what, how you're looking because we'll see. <laughs> I want you to make a roll to see if you can find a mug that is like cool. Um, so describe uh, well, how you're looking through the mugs. Balthazar, like many toads, has an appreciation for the fine arts. And the way that he approaches this is very much just like um, delicately, you know, picking them up and assessing them and just being very like um, very attentive and enraptured and like actually admiring them and like he's not pretending to admire them like he thinks that these are really nice. Uh, but he's trying to find the nicest of the nice, and he's like delicately picking them up and kind of like, you know, he grabs the ear of one mug, being like, How would it be to drink from this? And <laughs> just kind of really doing a careful assessment. Um, okay. I feel like you're trying to empathize stuff. with the person who would be using the object, and all of this emotion feels like a willpower role for me. <gasps> That's Aww. a good one for me. Uh, all right. Uh, I don't think I can tag anything. I'll tag my uh, my feature of uh, mug admirer. <laughs> <laughs> only only useful in this one scenario. Wait, Pottery how long have you purveyor. had that for, and why? <laughs> what? 
I don't. Where did this come from? He doesn't. Oh, he doesn't have it. Okay, so make no, a straight roll. It would be really funny if I, I wouldn't be surprised. Mugging, as in like mugging. Like, oh my god! <laughs> like with my face. Oh my. <laughs> and I could use it for this one. Um, uh, Alas. Or, yeah, but I, I, I feel roll. Pipistrel would soon have mugging. Oh god. Anyway. Yes! A critical success. I feel like the squirrel, um, you don't notice it because your cunning is very low, so you're looking very carefully and you're almost talking to yourself like, what would be the perfect gift? And then the squirrel kind of looks up and says, hey, uh, how are you doing there, young lad? Uh, well, very well. Uh, especially since I'm able to admire these wonderful pieces of art that you have here. I, uh, am a bit of an amateur admirer of art and an artist myself, but I very much uh, enjoy looking at the fine crafts that people make, and I'm going to be, uh, visiting Old Toothy and Freelie, and I was thinking of bringing them, uh, something, because if they fight a lot, I imagine they might be throwing around, uh, mugs or <laughs> cups and, and, and things, so maybe they need new ones. So, um, when you're saying, like, I'm looking at this beautiful artwork, I'm only an amateur, um, as is the want of older folk, uh, the squirrel goes, oh, you flirt, and gives you, like, a little, like, playful, like, slap at the air, like, oh, stop you, and then sort of Aww. takes on more of, like, a uh-huh, uh-huh, like, listening to the customer when you kind of explain that you're going to go see old Toothy and Freelie. Um, and eventually... Uh, you, you stop and the old man uh, says, uh, I have been working on this little piece here. I didn't want to put it out because I... Oh, it's so dear to me. It looks... It's very cute. And he picks up this uh, brew pot because I don't think they have tea, but they do like brew teas, mm. uh, if that makes sense. Like, so they don't have like, like tea leaves, but it's like a... Like it's, a brew, it's a brewing pot. And um, it has a little... Uh, clay basin that you can put the, the the leaves in and then steep them. A steeping pot, there we go. Um, it is a hedgehog. Um, <gasps> its tail oh. turns into a handle and then it's sort of like the water comes out of its mouth. <gasps> and uh, it's got a little... Are... It's round, but it's got the carving of like spike pattern into it all the way around and it's a little teapot. <laughs> Balthazar gasps. Uh, and just like instantly uh it like like leans over to look at it and says my goodness it's a hedgehog (laughs) and um the the old scroll kind of looks and goes oh i hadn't noticed very playfully um (laughs) (laughs) but you made it how did you not see incredible (laughs) it's like you are a vessel for the art itself like you gained this like a vision from an angry god Oh my god. Oh my god! <laughs> okay. And this girl is like, huh, I had not considered that I was the vessel of an angry god when I made this little pot, but <laughs> sure, why not? Uh, you're a toad who gasses you well, up like Balthazar if this does. Literally. If, if this suits, uh, what would you like to trade for it? Oh goodness, I'm not sure if I have anything worthy of such a beautiful piece. 
Uh, he kind of like pats himself down, and once again, he's just like, "I wish I had pockets in my arm." <laughs> <laughs> and because um, he definitely has a straw boater hat on because it's so warm up here. Mm. Um, because I'm looking at his items, he's not going to trade that. Don't worry. Um, the only thing he has is that bottle of cider, but he's been wanting to. He's been wanting to save that to just break out with with the crew. Um, God, yeah. So he doesn't really have anything else. He has an embroidered handkerchief, but that's part of his gear. I don't know if he can trade that. But a tail for your well, time. You can trade anything. It's just that your space is tools. So you have like four tools which don't count, uh, count towards your carry capacity, if that makes sense. You can trade a tool away and you can get rid of it, but you just have that like free slot for carrying open, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um... Well, he because now that he has a straw boater hat, he doesn't need them bored. It also we've we've realized that he doesn't. It toes like animals don't sweat. They're not like mm. nasty like humans are. Mm. Uh, <laughs> so I think yeah. the braided handkerchief is just more of like a uh, like you throw it down to a uh, um, challenge someone. <laughs> I feel like it's for it's for like mopping away like silt and mud and making yourself presentable um, and blood lo- probably. We love. We love silt and mud. I'm toad. I love it. I don't know. I'm not a toad. No, I guess... Well, because he does have it. He has a polishing kit that he could also just use to clean his skin. Well, he's... You know what? He's going to take out the embroidered handkerchief and say... Or he's going to say, I don't know if I have anything that could be worthy of art other than art itself. And he's going to take out the embroidered handkerchief and Mm -hmm. uh, say, um, this is one of the embroideries that... We make in the Blueberry Pond Lock. Uh, each generation of knights has a slightly different one. And mm. mine looks like this. As you can see, there are blueberries on it. But there is also uh, a little group of not knights that are valiantly fighting against a buzzard. <gasps> it's a little scene, you see. So the, the, the squirrel kind of takes the handkerchief and sort of probes and... and pulls at it, and you hear the bomb, bomb, bomb as he's testing the quality of the fabric. Uh, you see his little sharp claws kind of, like, pick at some of the stitching to see if it lifts up, uh, but it's very well-made, so it's very tight. So it goes underneath, but doesn't, like, rip anything out. Yeah, because he he's never used it, so... Mm. And, and I, think, I think he'll say, uh, normally you would use it, perhaps, to challenge another knight, or to um, make yourself presentable, but it's just such a fine piece, I couldn't bring myself to use it to for, for filth or dirt. So the squirrel kind of looked and goes, oh, this is a very fine piece. I, I'll be honest, this is a little too fine for some of the things that I make. Why don't you take some other mugs as well? I feel <sighs> fair trade. My daughter will love this. She's rather scrappy. Oh, she can wow. challenge so many people with it. Well, I wish her the finest of battles. Uh, <laughs> well, because wait, so the squirrel wants to trade just a few mugs for this, or on top the... of the pot? Uh, like Ooh. he thinks that you're you're over offering, so he's going to give you more things <gasps> to balance. Critical success. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, um, uh, uh, Balthazar just kind of blinks. Says, well, I, that is so very kind of you. I could get some mugs for my friends as well. I'm sure that they will love them. There were, uh, lots, oh my goodness, Lutzen could drink his, his healing poultice from one of these mugs. It's perfect. <laughs> um, so he's going to, uh, 
yeah, he's going to accept this bargain. Um, mm-hmm. He will take the uh, hedgehog simmering pot. Mm-hmm. And... So you get the hedgehog pot, and you get a handful of pottery, um, which we will determine at a later date whatever you want it to be yeah. when yes. you need it. Ooh. Pot and hand. Not a handful of, of pot, that's slightly different. <laughs> no, no, no. Hedgehog pot and handful of pottery. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Could yes. you just imagine me like, here's some bud? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Uh. About to get the good kush. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is the good kush. This My is the goodness. dollar marketplace. How good can it be? Well, you, well that's why you're letting me have so much of it. <laughs> okay, so I you will, have obtained. I can't wait. I get swindled by a secret yeah, anyway, yeah, I take a bunch of uh, this lovely mugs and and whatever the pottery is. Uh, I imagine plates, it's like in a little um, bowl. Um, like yeah, imagine you know when you have like traveling kits for like a teapot and and little mm-hmm. cups um mm. so so he, like it's kind of packed up like that so it's like a little bundle uh, except as opposed of... to like newspaper it's instead dry leaves yeah, oh yeah which is extra cute uh, he's gonna carefully um put it in the knapsack uh, it's on top of everything else so uh, you know the the uh, weight break. Of, of yeah exactly um He's already thinking that he can't wait to show it to his friends and to his dear Firefly Icky Lucky because she likes fine pots too. <laughs> um, she likes Character trait established. Yeah, yeah. She <laughs> likes art and pottery. Uh, she likes just places that she could curl up in. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, he's very, very excited. He's going to thank the... Uh, the squirrel. I once again wish his daughter best of luck in her best of luck in her scraps and fights. Um, and and, and he kind of gives you a little little hurrah. Oh, she'll get him. Oh, very good, very good. Make sure that if she wants to be particularly um, spicy, she can throw the handkerchief in their face, and that will really show them what's for. <laughs> and uh, he's gonna um, then meander over to. If there's any kind of food source, because he has grain, because we got a bunch of grain from the mm. uh, lizard and uh, the big thing that I, the name of which I forget. Um, back Kate in Kale. the the Capricale, yeah, Keeper Kale, yeah, Keeper Kale. Uh, but yeah, if there's chicken. anything like fresher, if there's like some uh, veggies or something, okay. uh, well, actually, he could probably birds actually eat seeds, but so he probably has. He's gonna look for like a nice fresh fresh carrot or something because what what he wants to do is grab the hedgehog pot and put mm. some grain and like a carrot or two into it to just offer to old toothy and um uh free free lie. Uh, I just want to, to Google something hedgehog carnivorous. Oh yeah, they eat bugs. They eat bugs. They are omnivorous. They can eat. They feed on insects, snails, frogs, toads, snakes, bird eggs, carrion, oh mushrooms, grassroots, berries, melons, and watermelons. Oh, well, let me go kill a snake real quick. Well, actually, <laughs> there's, cause, I mean, because um, the bird would also eat bugs, so actually... Uh, yeah, uh, so I'd say you trade for, like, like a... you could trade for, like, some carrots, but also maybe, like, some some caught Worms. bugs or some berries or something like that. Um, yeah. Describe how you're trading for them. Uh, well, Balthazar uh, will walk up to, if there's like a worm stall, um, mm-hmm. he's gonna kind of walk up to it, <gasps> and 
Worm pretzels, I had this vision a week ago. They have deep fried worms in pretzel shapes. Worm pretzels. Oh god. Oh my god. So he's he he follows his nose to the stall mm-hmm. and uh and just like because he's never seen worm pretzels, because you don't deep fry stuff in Blueberry Pond. Um <laughs> and uh he's just kind of like, what is that? <laughs> very um, like re- reverent, very like, oh my god. There is a, a hare who's crouched into a small booth. Um, oh, they have no. like the equivalent of like a tea light underneath a little pot of um, of oil, and uh, they're deep frying these these worms and then putting them onto dry leaves to like soak up the oil. Um, and uh, the the hare kind of pokes the head out from the booth and he goes, "Ah, hello! You are a friend of uh, Leo, are you not?" Oh, uh, yes, yes, we, we have spoken the other day. I'm very pleased to know that he would speak of me as a friend. That's so lovely. Yes, and, uh, oh, I saw I saw you the other night as well at the cookout. Uh, yes, uh, these are fried worms. Have you not had one before? No, no, I want one. Here, and he kind of hands you a cooler one that's, like, not, like, fresh fries you burn yourself. Just hands you a worm. He says, yeah, have one on me. Try it. Oh, of course. He, uh, he tries it. Um, yum, 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 yum. And he's just like, he has a it's religious experience. Crunchy like a beetle, <laughs> squidgy like a worm, salty and tasty. Uh, he just, like, it, I imagine much like with his appreciation of art, he very much is a foodie. Uh, so he just like oh. you know, relishes it, just like, mm. <laughs> like he, he definitely makes a lot of like notes mm. of earth and soil. <laughs> Um, and, uh, like, kind of takes his time to, like, really get all the taste and then, like, smacks his toad mouth a little bit and says, that was incredible. I must Uh, uh, bring this technology back to Blueberry Bond! (laughs) The hair says, it is very simple. All you have to do is take a worm and he kind of picks up a dead worm and, like, shows you how to knot it and says, and then you, uh, you roll it in a little acorn flower and then you just into the oil and then you just hook it out and you let it drip uh, dry it's very simple uh, now to be what, honest so- uh, it's not necessarily a thing that uh, I enjoy uh, but uh, work is work when uh, things are so lean right now oh I'm so I'm so very sorry that you don't, don't enjoy your position I suppose um, oh I do not enjoy it I just don't like to eat fried worms but you seem oh, to enjoy I- them oh yes yes very much toads do uh, well, I, we actually mostly eat insects, so this is a, a true and incredible del- delicacy, as far as I'm concerned. Um, and in such a simple, such a simple recipe, but I suppose the most ingenious solutions tend to be the simplest ones. Um, well, I would definitely like to purchase at least two of these pretzels to uh, bring to uh, um, uh, Old Toothy and, and Freelie, who I'll be visiting soon, but. Well, you mentioned that things are lean now. Is it? Is it still because of the uh, the, the wolf problem? Well, uh, a little bit of the wolf, and also I don't know if you noticed. And he sort of looks over the balcony at the the ditch below uh, to the sort of like hair shanty town. He says there are a lot of hairs there, and uh, not a lot of work for us. So uh, supply and demand. Oh goodness, I. I'm sorry, but I did not notice. I, I'm rather new to most of these lands. I, I didn't know that you are, um, 
finding yourself without without work. Uh, yeah. And then you come Some on. of us are thinking of uh, hiking over the mountains to the north and uh, trying to find new ground. Yeah. Maybe once the, the wolf leaves. Uh, or maybe well, to the south, be... uh, possibly. Well, I suppose Aspen Grace has been doing rather well in, in spite of the... Um, of the Boer Wars, but there are many settlements and many people that have found themselves displaced and want to find a new home or rebuild their old homes. I imagine um, you might be able to find a suitable home for yourself in the Bristly Woods. Uh, I think a lot of folk find themselves a little displaced right now, but it is my hope that everybody will be able to settle back in and and make a new and wonderful home for themselves. And I do wish that you would stay in the Bristly Woods and find a home here. It is it is a beautiful place to live in. Um, the hair kind of leans on one paw and sort of looks off into the distance and says, Oh, I miss the open plains of my home before all of the unpleasantness. Oh, maybe I'll find somewhere like this here, but the land seems very uh, hilly and wet. You get a lot of rain. Well, not this time, not this year, but normally there's a lot of rain. This is true. Well, among toads, we usually find that uh, a, quite a good thing, but I understand most of you um, uh, fur folk uh, tend not to like being as soaked. I understand that might be seen as uh, not as much of a boon as we see it as, but... Um, Indeed, the land is rather hilly, but well, I wouldn't even know what direction to point you to. I myself am uh, uh, still rather new to venturing very far, but well, I wish uh, you all the... oh, yes. good luck uh, with your journeys. But for now, you uh, wanted some worms? Yes, yes, indeed. Uh, uh, two worms, please, and I have some grain that I could trade for it. Okay, I'd like you to make a willpower roll because you're having a friendly conversation with this hair as yeah. to how well you barter or how much grain yes. you barter for the worms. Uh, can I tag my compassionate demeanor? Yeah. As I, uh, you know, he kind of took it, like, empathized with, oh no, you yeah. guys are the one I've You're I'm making so flames. You're making flames. Critical success and a hijinks. That's really fun. Ooh. <laughs> Um, Wait, okay, so that's point, the, is a critical success. And thinks I said something offensive to rabbits, but then it's like, no, I said something else, and he's just like, oh, never mind, mm. God. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's fine. Um, you reel it back in. But yeah, critical success. I'm going to say that uh, for the pleasant conversation, um, the, the hair actually kind of glances around and says, my boss will not be back for a, uh, a half hour yet. He's uh, having a little keep on the tree branches. And he sort of like slides you to worms and says, a good one. Are you sure? I hope you won't get in trouble. Especially. If oh no, I'll just clothes. say that uh, I got hungry. I don't eat them. Well, I hope your boss won't find it suspicious if you don't eat ones. But, um, well, th thank you very much. Thank you very much for your kindness. I, I very much appreciate it. Uh, you're like, oh, I hope the boss won't mind. And the, and the, the hair says, like, oh, just be cool, just be cool, just go, just be cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he kind of puts them, like, tucks them into into his arm, and she's like, "Thank you for this transaction." 
I hope that all of the grain I gave you is the right amount. Oh, and goodbye. Just, just be cool. I'm going now. Goodbye. Oh, and he kind of puts his poor, his his head in his paws. Ugh. And as you're walking away, he says, "That is the weirdest frog I have ever seen." Wow, that was the hijinks. Wow. Uh, I need to get uh, Pipitrell to embroider like toad on my boater hat so everybody oh knows God. what I am. Yes, I'm saying it. Uh, yeah, uh, it's specifically because toads are we've canonized that toads are reclusive and never leave their homes. Yeah, yes, there, yes there I, know, like, I know. I know. Weird think frog. That he's just like a weird stumpy frog that can't. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh. Um, yeah, he uh, and now equipped with a hedgehog simmering pot uh, with two worm pretzels and uh, I guess a handful of grain inside. He's gonna make his way to the direction that Eli pointed out to him and uh, I guess try to solicit maps mm-hmm. <laughs> or so you, services. You... Up yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, I wanted to say um, Bufflezer never walks on the stairs. He doesn't quite run, but he kind of does that, like, lift your legs, like, that kind of run that you do for exercising to lift your mm-hmm. legs really far mm-hmm. up. And he kind of, like, trots up the stairs that way. Aww. Adorable. Yeah. High knees. You sort of, like, high knees bounce up the stairs. Um, and uh, it's a fair exercise. You feel a little bit of burn in your, your toad calves. Um <laughs> On the when you get to the top, and you have to take moments to stop and put your hand out onto the the top of the tree because you're getting quite high up into the the yellowy uh, leaves of the aspens. You have to kind of steady yourself as a breeze starts to make all of the branches shift slightly. Oh um, no 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 no! <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the breeze slows, and you go further up, um, and uh, eventually. Uh, you make it to the the sort of hut that's built into the side of the tree. Um, not into, but onto, if that makes sense. Like, a, around the tree trunk um, that uh, the guard directed you to. Uh, yeah, um, Balthazar uh, will locate a door in and knock on it. Um, <laughs> there is... Hello? <laughs> uh, there was silence from inside, and then you hear a sort of very slight, like twittering um, and snipping back and forth. Of, you get it. No, you get it. You, you get it. Oh and then God. silence. Uh, Balthazar um, uh, knocks again, saying. Hello, hello, is, uh, Old Toothy and, uh, Freelay, are either one of them home? Um, uh, an aged blue tit with sort of, like, grey feathers, or greying feathers, uh, faded, like sun-bleached, if that makes sense, pokes their head out, um, of one of the, a window in the, in the hut, and goes, Yes, what is it? Hello, hello. I was hoping to uh, speak to one of you. I understand that um, I think Old Toothy has a nephew who might be a map maker. I am after a map, you see. And uh, the the bird kind of 
glares at you for a short moment, and then the head disappears back into the hut, and, says, and you hear muffled, it's for you! Um, and then like a... And the branch shifting slightly with the weight of an animal coming to the end of the, the hut towards you. Um, you kind of, you feel yourself leaning back a little bit um, against a railing. Um, yeah. And the door is yanked open. There is a uh, a grey-jowled hedgehog looking at you. Um, several spikes missing from its otherwise, like it's quilled back. Um, long grey whiskers, beady eyes. And it kind of looks at you and says, What do you want? Hello! Uh, my name is Balthazar. I'm Balthazar of Blueberry Pond. And I came here seeking uh, a map, perhaps, or contact to um, somebody who, who procures map. As I understand, your nephew might be, um, or, or uh, a relative of yours might uh, provide such services. I also bought, brought you this wonderful hedgehog pot and two worm pretzels because I understand you uh, perhaps spend a lot of time up in this tree and might uh, like a nice refreshing lunch straight from the, the market. The hedgehog uh, lightens up and goes, oh yes, please come in. As you can see, and he kind of says this uh, to the back of the, the house, I have very important guests who adore me and uh, he welcomes oh you in, God. directing lots of spite towards the bird, um, oh. who huffs and um, hops up some wooden pegs into like a second floor that is designed for oh. the bird to access. Oh, no. um, I mean, uh, Balthazar says, well, to be perfectly honest, this is a gift for both of you, because if you live here, I imagine you both might like to use this lovely pot, and it is one worm pretzel for each of you. Um, the the bird who has hopped away, um, you can hear from upstairs, Oh, no, no, don't let me intrude. I'll fly away, because of course I can. No, I'll, I'll leave you to your business. <laughs> You're so important. I love oh my it. goodness. I love this, like, snidey, sniffy bird. <laughs> um, free light does not descend to have a worm pretzel. Um, Aww. in the meantime, uh, you've kind of laid your burdens down onto a little table in the center of this sort of quite homely hut you can see that it has sort of like three general spaces the central space that's sort of like kitchen um dining room living room all in one kind of open plan space it's quite small but you know sizable enough that a toad and a hedgehog and a bird could in theory all fit in together at once then there's like another section on the same floor that uh is for the hedgehog for for old toothy and then there's sort of like this uh porthole like porthole that you can up these wooden pegs that in theory someone could climb but it's designed for a bird to hop up to get to this sort of like upstairs so to speak space for free lie mm-hmm. that's so sweet mm-hmm. um, um yeah. in the meantime uh while you're listening to free lie be like no um old toothy has sat down and started eating one of the pretzels oh uh, yeah that's fine um i i think uh Belzer will say um Oh, they're delicious, aren't they? I only had one for the first time just earlier, and well, I, I was, uh, I was just amazed by what you can do with a worm. Um, and the old toothy kind of chuckles and goes, <laughs> "He's a maybe Henry, were they not? He's a nice little lad." Yes, he's very, very kind. Um, 
we, we had a, a little chat and everything, and, um, uh, and, uh, oh, oh goodness me, I, I do apologize, I keep, I just keep running into so many nice folk to speak with, and, uh, I, I do, however, I suppose have business as well, um, you see, I am after a map, uh, of the Bristly Woods, as I would like to give this map to, um, a friend to show them how to get to Blueberry Pond. That's where I'm. And the from. old toothy kind of nods and says, ah, "Well, uh, normally I could accommodate that, but uh, my partner, as you can see, is a little huffy, and um, well, if you come back in a week, I could probably put one together for you." Oh well, I, I unfortunately need it much faster than a week. In fact, I need it for tomorrow. Uh, what is it? Why am why is uh, Freelice Huffiness an, an issue in this situation? Um, Old Toothy kind of looks sourly at the table and says, well, and holds out his hands. And you can see that with old age, his claws have blunted and some have fallen off. Um, he's very old. Um, and he says, well, Freelice, the one who draws in this house and... Um, I do not. I can put a map together for you. Uh, my nephew's a while away, you know, Doke, and uh, well, we could send for him, I, I guess, to, to get a map for you. Um, why do you need it for tomorrow anyway? He kind of gets a bit defensive. Yeah. Uh, well, the person, the beast I'm giving this map to uh, would be leaving tomorrow, and I would be very amiss if they got lost in the countryside. It could, uh, it could lead to some, perhaps, disastrous consequences. Um, reaching for the second, um, pretzel. Oh, oh, <laughs> uh, oh, old, uh, old Toothy is like, well, I don't see why that's my problem. <laughs> uh, Balthazar will, um, kind of move the pretzel slightly away and say, Oh, this one's for, for free, like, I, I don't think that, um, I don't think that they would appreciate if you just ate their snack. And Doltooth says, Oh, but did you hear? They don't want to impose! Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, these two. Oh my god. <laughs> and you think Balthazar's just like, Oh dear. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, uh, it, Actually, I think Balthazar in this moment is like a little bit more firm and says, well, I think I would very much like for Freelight to impose if they would be able to procure a map for me in time. Um... Do you do you live here and together and just fight all the time? So I want you to make a willpower check because you're trying to empathize <laughs> yeah. both Freelight and with Altuthi. Yeah. Um, Can I... Yeah, to get a vibe. And that's going to help me determine where the scene's going to go from here. Okay, can I... Oh, what? Sorry, I put... I accidentally dragged compassionate demeanor into my injuries. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, can I tag my compassionate demeanor? No, because you're injured with it. It's just you're too compassionate. You're too <laughs> demeanored. <laughs> too demeanored. You just start... It's, it's like crying breakfast, friends. You just start like... Oh, oh my god. Yeah, but can, I, can I tag it, though? Yeah, you can tag it. Is it willpower? <laughs> Sorry? Is it willpower that I'm making a check? Yes, willpower. Okay. Oh, okay, almost... 11 and 9, a success. 
Um, so, I'm going to say that Old Toothy kind of doesn't eat the second pretzel, kind of gets up, and kind of walks over to one of the lower windows and looks out of it and huffs. Um, and you hear silence from upstairs with um, Free Lie. Um, Balthazar kind of looks uh, after Old Toothy as they walk up to uh, the window um, and uh, says um, it, I, I obviously I suppose I have some personal stakes in wanting this map cured but it just sounds very tiresome to be fighting with someone day after day you know, I've done my fair share of fighting day after day, getting some very terrible things, but in some way this seems worse. And in some way I think the wounds from these fights must dig much deeper than ones from perilous foes. Um, Old Toothy sort of looks out the window, um, which is closed, and says so stuffy in here. And he kind of walks out the front door to the balcony. Um, assuming you, uh, and I assume you kind of go with him. Yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, he kind of talks quietly to you on the balcony and says, um, I miss the fresh air, but being so high up makes me queasy. He kind of is very much not looking over the edge of the uh, the balcony down below. He says, I just want a window open. I just want fresh air. But he hates it. He doesn't want to open. He's just grating at me. He just won't stop. And He kind of looks very, kind of bites down on what he want, on what he's saying, if it makes sense. Uh, well, Balthazar, uh, sorry, just a little bit of chat happening here where this is where his <laughs> brain cells are. <laughs> There's a few brain cells to um just to being the one most wonderful compassionate boy. Yeah. Uh and he uh says well free light is a is a bluebird. And otherwise I would imagine any flying beast wouldn't very much enjoy the breeze, but from what he said, can he not fly anymore? Um make a willpower roll um Ooh. i think this is touching a nerve yeah i would like to so you have my disadvantage but you can tag something i would like to tag my unthreatening aura because mm -hmm. um he like there is genuine like kind of you know compassion what he's saying he's not asking this to to needle he's asking mm -hmm. this to try to understand and i think that unthreatening aura will come through here as in like he's not trying to touch a nerve Mm. to elicit a response he's trying to understand. Okay, so make a roll straight. <gasps> <gasps> You're doing yeah. so good today. Critical success you better than expected. Um, you hear a slight creak from the upper level um, as if someone has moved away from an upper window. Um, old Toothy doesn't seem to notice this and says, well, I don't know can fly, as far as I know. I mean, it wasn't only last summer he was up and down the tree with his little nieces. Mm. Oh. Has something changed then? 
it's summer now, and I understand that you two have been up in this tree for a very long time now. And all two thieves are like, well, I don't know, and he won't talk to me, and now he won't help me in the maps, and... And he kind of goes to this tirade of, like, annoying little things that have, like, built up and niggled uh, at him. Uh, the same sort of niggles you get when you spend an entire year with someone in a tree. Yeah, I... You know, that's... I've been in a tree with someone for a year. <laughs> um, uh, Balthazar kind of is, you know, listening to this, uh, but he's gonna glance over back in the room to see if uh, Freelight is, like, looking down, was, like, peeking in on them or something. You get the vibe that Freelight was listening, and then... Yeah. Uh, left from the window when, at the same sort of time, you said, oh, is it because they can't fly anymore? Um, oh, 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 I see. Yeah. Sorry, I hadn't... Uh, yeah. So it was listening at the window above you, so yeah. uh, Old Toothy didn't see this. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, and uh, Balthazar was like, well, I think that especially if, with people that you care for, sometimes they keep things secret from you because saying them can hurt them as well. But if they're not telling you what's wrong, sometimes you just have to ask. Have you asked, Freelight? And all Toothy sort of glowery looks um, out at the horizon, but not over the edge, if that makes sense. Um, uh, and doesn't say anything. Just sort of glowers. In the way that, like, old men who've been caught out do. Yeah, yeah. God, um, what a true statement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Balth I think Balthazar kind of like also joins Old Toothy in looking out at the at the horizon, also pointedly not looking down because he doesn't like how far up he is. Oh um, uh, and he says, um, you know, sometimes the truths about other people can especially people we care about, can hurt. And the thing is, though, you know, I'm rather young. I don't know really what it's like to 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 be the age that you and Freelie are, but there might come a point where you will have had wished that you had asked these questions when you can no longer. I have questions that I wish I asked my mentor before she passed away. Truths that perhaps would be hurtful to know, but hurtful at first. And then I think, like so many wounds, they would heal. It'd be a lesson to learn from or something to grow from. Perhaps if you didn't want to ask Freelight what this. If you didn't. Perhaps now is the time. Now is always the best time for these things. The last best time would have been yesterday or years ago. The next best time is now. Okay. Old Toothy is nodding at this. Um, what would you like to direct Old Toothy to do next? Where do you want this scene to go? Yeah, uh, I think Balthazar's going to kind of look back into the, into the house and say, um, uh, I don't know if this is a conversation just for you and Freely, but if it would help you, I can be there too, and and I could help and listen and 
and mediate. It's, it's what knights do as well. Some people don't know this. I think we only fight. But we also upkeep good morale and compassion between the people of whom we serve. So perhaps in this moment, I could do that for you. As a knight the of the says, uh, yeah, right. But only if you side with me. <laughs> uh, Balthazar um, considers this and says um, just so as you're will... about to as you're about to reply he gives you a very slight cheeky side grin <laughs> okay. Oh. okay and this Balthazar kind of like smiles and says oh, for a moment I actually thought that you were earnest and I was in, in my in my head, I was actually considering the the knight's uh, code of conduct, and I have arrived at the conclusion that I, I wouldn't allow you. Unfortunately, I couldn't allow myself to do that. <laughs> and he lets out a little chuckle, and um, kind of like old man Hunch walks into the cabin. Oh. And uh, before it, before he like says or does anything, Balthy will quickly run up to that um, pretzel and bring it and give it to to him and to his hands and say, uh, how about you start with a nice offering? Everybody likes gifts. Oh! God. You're trying he to make me cry. He genuinely considers what? eating it. Like, you see <laughs> the war on his face of like, yeah, but Freelai's a dick. Oh my oh, God. And I want to eat this pretzel. And he squeezes his forearm and says, uh, fight it. You are better than this. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. So, um, he doesn't eat the pretzel. Um, Thanks. He does say, uh, could, could you go get him? Um, he kind of looks at his, his arms and his knees, which are very arthritic, and oh, then looks yeah. at the pegs, um, and is too proud to say it, but he can't climb up those pegs anymore. Yeah. Uh, if Balthazar uh, says, yes, of course, uh, and um, is going to hop, 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 uh, up the pegs, uh, and, he like stops halfway there and says, um, I'm coming up, Freelie, I hope that's okay, and it continues hop, hop, hopping. Um, I want you to make a uh, vigor roll for me to climb up these pegs. <laughs> All right, <laughs> I would, let's see if I can cage anything. Um... For uh, for my job trait, I have as a toast to squire. I have I am undaunted. In his effort to be a couples therapist, he will not allow <laughs> gravity to best him. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Should his hand slip, he will use his tongue. Oh my god! What? Okay, so make the roll an advantage. <laughs> I didn't even need that advantage. There is a moment where, like, you slip and spin on one of the poles because it's sort of like a pinko board, you know, like those little poles that stick out uh, like this. And there's a moment where you're hopping up one of them where you spin on it, but you use the momentum to, like, spin round and then hop onto the next one um, and then up to, like, the. The floor layer. Yeah, I execute all of my QTEs perfectly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and you, uh, you make it up, and Freelight is like, "I can hear you coming anyway, but thank you for knocking, so to speak." Well, you sort course. of like sat on a cushion near the window, um, 
in the shade, not looking out of it. Sort of like... Yeah. Yeah. Um, Balthazar's kind of gonna, uh, walk a little bit into the room and, and look at the, uh, at the view and say, um, it's a beautiful view, isn't it? Um, and if I'm not mistaken, Freelight doesn't say anything. Yeah, but he says, if I'm not mistaken, it's just above the balcony. <laughs> uh, and he looks at Freelight and says, um, should you be willing Old Toothy would like to speak with you, and he even has a gift. Freelight does go with you down the stairs and hops down. Um, and for the expediency, I'm just going to summarize the conversation that they have. Uh, and Freelight is very proud to say that, yes, he can still fly. Um, and... Uh, after some tense conversation around, well, if you can fly, then why won't you go grocery shopping? Well, what if I don't want to go grocery shopping? And you mediating. Um, it comes out that um, in his old age, Freely has developed vertigo um, and hates oh. heights. <laughs> um, and I think you, you mediate them to uh, the point where they realize they just don't want to live really high up anymore because the yeah. whole time... Uh, Old Toothy has also had vertigo and hates heights. <laughs> oh, and they resolve oh to move somewhere closer to the ground. Yeah. Um, Balthazar is actually really glad that that's it. Because um, it sounded like it could be a lot more dire, you know, like a burden on being able to fly. is a, a pretty big uh, pretty big thing, I think, for a, mm. for a flyer. So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Uh, the reason he didn't like the windows open is because it reminded him of heights. And he was scared that he was going to fall out. Oh, oh no! Poor thing. Um, as they, they agree. Uh, oh yeah, go ahead. Yeah. No, j just as they're considering, like, well, maybe we should move somewhere, somewhere closer to the ground. <clears throat> um, Balthazar uh, will uh, kind of at some point say, uh, "Oh, what? Now that all of that is clear, and..." Uh, Perhaps you two can start considering where you'd like to move while having some tea in this beautiful simmering pot that I brought you. Um, <laughs> uh, do you reckon, Freelight, that you would be willing to help me out with that map? Um, I think for, like, flavor, you're pouring tea at this point. Um, and uh, as, as you're pouring the tea from the hedgehog, from the, the hedgehog pot, um, <laughs> Old Toothy goes, blah, 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 blah. Like <laughs> making like a, a, a joke vomiting sound, as if like he's vomiting up the tea, and oh. um, kind of makes uh, uh, Freelight laugh a bit, and it kind of very much eases oh. the tension. Yeah. And they make weird vomiting sounds at each other. Um, oh which my is god! What I... weird old couples would do, I think. I adore this. I adore this weird old mismatched interspecies couple. This is incredibly wholesome and sweet. Oh. Um, give me big Bert and Ernie vibes, and I can't be told otherwise. <laughs> yeah, l legit, legit big Bert and Ernie vibes. So, um, they they agree that they'll get this map ready for you, and they can have it ready for you tonight. Um, in fact, uh, Freelie is able to start sketching out what you need to have the map for you, um, and they're happy to give it to you as well. Uh, Balthazar will uh, thank them profusely. Um, and 
say that uh, he'll come pick the uh, because it was tonight or next morning. Suddenly, uh, I, well, I said that you were going to get ready for tonight, and they can. They will have it ready for you whenever you narratively need it. Okay, yeah. Uh, and um, uh, Balthazar will say, uh, well, when I uh, come to uh, pick it up, if I can't find any good teas for you to use your delightful vaunting hedgehog pot, I will at least make sure to bring you some more warm pretzels to enjoy. Oh. And they they like that. Um, uh, Freelight eats half of um, his warm pretzel um, and enjoys it. Um, and then wraps the other half in like the dried leaf that came in and it's like I'm going to have that later <laughs> oh my god and you can totally tell that um, Old Tooth is going to eat it later yeah <laughs> uh, yeah so awesome. I feel like narratively we would uh, you would go out onto the balcony to see or to kind of go down and see how uh, Pipistrel and uh, Flynn. Flynn have done, and you sort of mm. you go out and you kind of half jokingly to yourself, but also maybe in reality look over the edge accidentally and make that blah, 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 noise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, you look out and you see in the distance uh, Pipistrel and Flynn returning from their their journey. But what happened mm. in that journey? I think we're gonna have a real quick scene. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. So. I'm just saying that Balthazar doesn't take couples therapist as his next job. Or yeah. like <laughs> social intermediary or something like this. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, his, so far for him, uh, let me bring up his character sheet. I do have disarming honesty as mm-hmm. his new skill that I had previously. Uh, I think with after the wolf encounter, I'm definitely going to push more into social things with yeah. his next skill. I like it. He's, I like so, it. he's so good at it. Like Something like mediator or something. Mm-hmm. Like he may not have many brain cells at his disposal all the time, but, but when he has the right but direction, when, exactly. When he, whenever he uses them, he only does good with them. Mm-hmm. He's he's wise. He's not intelligent, but he's wise. He yes. is wise. He he doesn't need brain cells. He has all the heart cells. Oh, oh. perfect. I'm gonna do a cry. Be right back. <laughs> Burby. Burby. No, okay. it's your story. It's your story. Right now. <laughs> so, it's my so, turn. Uh, I don't think I don't think we need to necessarily have a full scene for this. This is just a little activity. Yeah. So I just want you to describe how you're helping um, uh, Flynn gather these herbs. Well, I think uh, so. Pip, you know, um, she would probably just for the you know, still kind of recovering from the everything that happened with the fish. She'd probably be walking. Uh, with Flynn like next to him um, and I imagine that uh, Hiccup has probably said like what herbs and like bits of uh, flora would be useful to him so like she's sort of she's like so I imagine that they kind of get to you know a place where like you know some like a, like a thicket you know some brambly bushes and mm-hmm. sort of flower beds and things like that all over the place and you know she would sort of just, and then and then she'd probably get like quite pipistrelle like and it's like oh well you know these are very useful and sort of picking those up like oh but those are useful too and she sort of starts like running around mm. and like picking picking things and putting them at Flynn's feet and then going and picking more things putting them at his feet and then like mm. uh, she probably would be like sort of jumping up in the air um, to have a look around and I think from kind of her, her vantage point in the air she'd point Flynn out to like bigger things that she wouldn't be able to uproot herself mm. 
So uh, I'm know. gonna I'm gonna wheel this back to you're running around and picking things off of bushes and there's sort of like a yes. central point. Um and I want you to make a cunning roll for me to find things. Okay. I, I, I thought you were going to be like, uh, I'm going to see if there's going to be something that jumps out at you and eats you. <laughs> I mean, don't ruin the surprise, but... <laughs> ah, no! Uh, cunning. Is there anything I can tag? Probably not. No. Okay, I'll just straight roll. Okay. That well is then. a three. Uh, you barely manage to pull it off and all that consequence. So you're, you're running off and you're... You, you, pick at some yellow flowers and you bring them back and then you find um some some blue ones and you pick those up and they're small with round leaves and you bring them back you go, oh this looks fun and you pick up some red berries and your claws sort of like flutter back with them and flynn just sort of leans over and says it, you do you know what you're picking <laughs> oh no <laughs> Uh, well, she can't. She can't blush, but like one of her ears twitches, and she says, "Of course I do," and just carries on picking. <laughs> so <laughs> Flynn lets you continue to pick herbs that, to you, look very alchemic and interesting. And mm. then after your fourth or fifth trip, you notice just... that Flynn isn't picking anything, and you stop. And Flynn just, with one claw, reaches out and goes, "That's dirt. That does nothing." That tastes all right in a tea if you brew it with celery. That's poisonous. Uh, oh God. That well, you should go wash your hands. Your your claws, even. <laughs> Hand Pip confirmed. Oh no, <laughs> she lives. Um, Pip looks down at her little her little claws, and she like she's embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> but she kind of, she kind of like slightly, in her very silly little bat way, slightly kind of scowls a little bit at um, <laughs> at uh, at Flynn, and it sort of and goes and quickly washes her hands in a um, in a puddle nearby. You, you kind of wash your hands in the puddle, um, and uh, there's like you wash, and you're like, oh, it's fine, it's fine, everything's fine, and there's a very like slight growing stinging sensation. And you oh, wash no. further, and then like your 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 foot claws are like just glowing with that red, angry, uh, irritated sensation. Oh, did I pick nettles? Did yeah, I just pick did. up nettles? You just picked oh, up nettles. No. Oh no! And it, normally, it, like no. it wouldn't do anything because you've got fur, but you were like really enthusiastic. <laughs> she got excited because um, like because I, I imagine that like you know. Because she's a she's a bat, she's like, ooh, these are fun shapes and colours. So she just like she just starts picking things. Um like she was not going to admit to Flynn that she forgot to ask Hiccup like what kind of plants she should be looking out for. But she will turn with these like slightly um you know, like nettly uh little nettly paws looking very abashed and just says like Can you um can you just point out things that I could go and grab from you from a higher vantage that you might be, not be able to reach. Flynn uh, gestures or kind of like uses a paw to clear some dry earth mm -hmm. um, and make it smooth and then with a claw starts to draw the shapes of leaves and says Oh cool. This one is an orangey red with red spines along its edge. Look out for that. It'll be on the ground. Just direct me to them. They're quite small but you could spot them it would make my life easier and that's when you start to fly up um mm -hmm. 
and you kind of start pointing out the herbs. So uh, I want you yeah. to make a, another cunning roll for me, it seems, because you're being... Well, I mean, describe mm -hmm. how you're looking for these. I keep assuming, but describe how you're looking yeah. for these herbs. I think, now with uh, this better information. <laughs> I think she, being as... Because this is, this is Pip, and she is very overconfident until she does something wrong, and then she's like, oh no, and loses all confidence. So now that, like, now that Flynn has kind of told her, like, oh my god, sorry, I'm just seeing what Vera is drawing... Oh my! She returneth, um, uh, but like as Pip is up in the air and like is now act actually knows what she's looking for. Um, you know, she'll be looking around with with, with a like a, a really sensitive eye and sort of looking for the right shape and the right color from her from her vantage point. Um, you know, using her kind of using her eyes to the best of her ability because it is daytime, so she could should be able to see things pretty well from from where she is. Okay, so it sounds like you're being methodical. Will you make a vigor roll for me? Oh, okay. Can I tag my shrewd gaze? Because she's looking very sort of what's the word I'm looking for here? She's looking, you know, with a really with a with a sort of slightly more trained eye, but also in like, you know, embarrassed. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay, yeah. I'll let you roll with advantage. Thank you. Oh thank god. So you rolled a two and a five, a success. So you're able to spot out the leaves and point them out to, to Flynn. Um, and Flynn is then very adept at using his claws to hook and cut at the base and then gather the leaves into a pile. Um, and you slowly but efficiently get together this pile of, of herbs that um, uh, Balthazar described to... Uh, you two. Um, mm -hmm. And... Oh my god, hand pip handing herbs to <laughs> oh <my> a god. <laughs> cat. <laughs> oh god. You get these herbs together. <laughs> and the stinging does eventually go away as you're flying and you're distracted by the, method the methodical searching. Mm. Um, but... Uh, as you're kind of close to finishing the gathering of these herbs, Flynn kind of leans over and goes, isn't it much better when you work with your natural advantages? She looks up at, up at him slightly, um, sort of quizzically, and, and asks him, uh, what do you mean? Well, uh, there's you hopping around on the ground picking nettles and poison oak and those delightfully emetic red berries and uh, once you get into the air you can spot all of these nice curatives she sort of she ponders that for a minute and thinks and uh, sort of and um, well then sort of replies like, you know I, I, I see your point yes it's it's very useful and lovely being able to fly um but my friends they're all they're all groundbound beasts you know it'd be awfully unfair of me just to up and leave them just because i can well that's not quite what i'm implying i mean i can't fly i'm not implying that you should just flitter off and leave me though i'll be honest if you did it would be easier <sighs> well what i meant was when we could buy our expertise. Look at what we could do. She, uh, she kind of, she nods and says, "Ah, oh, that is, 
that's true. And she sort of she smiles with her little little tiny pointy teeth. Um, it, it, I suppose it's it it does it does feel it feels good to be useful. I'm so I, f I feel I feel like the foolish one out of my friends so often. And uh, Flynn considers this and says, "No, it's that it's that toad that's rather foolish. I'll be honest. Going straight up to Wolf and just talking to it, not once but three or four times." I mean, there's only so much common sense in the world, I know, but they've really not a drop went to Balthazar. Oh, wow! Wow! wow. Pip stops. Uh, like, she stops walking. Um, and she kind of, she will, she'll look directly in Flynn, into, like, Flynn's face. Um, you know, obviously with, like, that quite big difference in, like, size and height. Um, and say, I I would very much appreciate it if you didn't speak of my friend in such a an unfeeling manner. Just because he did something that you don't think is intelligent doesn't mean that he lacks it. Oh, you're getting confused. I didn't say unintelligent. I said no common sense. The common sense would be don't go talk to a wolf. But the Seeing wolf as they are. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. But the wolf did him no harm. The wolf was not doing anybody any harm. Yes, it was intimidating, but Balthazar did the right thing. He gave the wolf a chance, and it will move away now. You know, they won't they won't bother Aspen Grace anymore once they leave. Again, I feel like you're awfully het up about this. I'm not saying Balthazar was unintelligent or did the wrong thing. I mean... The wolf is moving away, that's all I really care about, and that's all well anyone should really care about. I'm just saying that it's not very sensible to go and talk to a wolf you've never met, that has been lingering at the edge of town for two weeks. Ugh, anyway. Mm, she'll keep she'll keep walking, but she's not gonna forget that, because she she even if she's not gonna fight with Flynn about it, she will she disagrees. Um, well, with well, she. I think she doesn't necessarily disagree with exactly what he said because, yeah, you shouldn't really walk up to a wolf. But I think she'll disagree disagree with like the way he said it. You know what I mean? Hmm. I feel like um, once uh, they've you've gathered all the herbs up together, um, Flynn returns back to Aspen Grace, but doesn't mm -hmm. actually check to see if you're following. Yeah, I think she like uh, like uh uh he'll say right that's all we need, and then we'll sort of gather it up and then just assume that you're following. Uh, doesn't actually check in. Hmm. I think she'll kind of she'll let him have like a head start so he can sort of walk on his own. And I think what she'll do instead is, um, she will like you know she's 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 feeling a little bit sort of. A little bit stung by those kinds of comments, so she kind of she's gonna like, well, you know, I'm you know what, it's it's a nice day. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a fly. I'm gonna take my mind off off things. But I think she's she'll be thinking about like like what he said and like the whole the whole wolf conundrum and the fact that you know like that like she is so small. Like she'll be thinking about like her position in, in the bristly woods because this is what she does. Pip is while she's her, like she's a bit impulsive. She can be very pensive when she needs to be. And this is like this is what she'll do. She's sort of flying back towards Aspen Grace. 
Okay. Um, so... I feel like, actually, we'll, we'll re-track that then. We'll say that you... Or, or, or Balthazar walks out onto the balcony, goes... And then looks up um, and sees that you're flying uh, above... Uh, quite far above um, Flynn. And he kind of yeah. spot you both. So what would you like to do now, now that you're both back into the same timeline, so to speak? I think um, landing... Well, I think Pip would sort of land like next to Flynn um, when she gets back to Aspen Grace because, you know... Um, and then start, look, then start looking for Balthazar because she's excited to see him and then also very excited to go and see Ludson and see how he's doing and come back with all these herbs for Hiccup, etc. Uh, Balthazar will, uh, when he's still in the um, on the top of the tree, he would have had, like, waved. Like, I don't know. He, well, maybe Pip would be able to see or hear him, but he'd be like, I hope oh, so. Pip! <laughs> oh, Pip! Pip! <laughs> <laughs> and uh, start hop, 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 hopping down the stairs to uh, meet her. And she can just see him like go in that spiral. You know, he's like in the, in the front of the tree, and he disappears back in the front of the tree. I feel like I feel like yeah. uh, oh, you know yes. how dogs go downstairs one step at a time oh. with like the four legs oh. and, the, and the back legs. I feel like you have to start going like one step at a time, like whoop, 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 because you're quite high up. And you keep looking oh. down and going, oh, I don't like it. And then as you get closer and closer to the ground and the swaying and the branches stop, you start to speed faster. up into like a... Uh, 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 uh. Yeah. That's, incre- that's incredibly sweet. I love that. Yeah, Pip, I think Pip having... Um, if she... Like, I'm hoping that she would have seen him as she kind of flew like back into Aspen Grace. She would have like done a little... Done like a little, like a little loop-de-loop in the air as like a, oh. a, a, like a recognition that, you know, she's, she's seen him. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Uh, I love I love these friends. This makes me very happy. <laughs> sorry, I'm drawing something on the ca- canvas. Oh god, is it more hand pip? No. Oh my, oh my god, god, I was not watching. <gasps> no. Balthazar's dumb. You want me? <laughs> <laughs> oh very my good. god. Sorry, I, I just wanted to finish Garflin. This is, um, this is so yeah. good. Balthazar, uh, will hop, 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 run and um, uh, kind of stop, like, you can do that, like, stopping on heels like a cartoon character uh, mm-hmm. in front of where uh, Pip lands. Um, and, uh, uh, yeah, and, and j- just say, um, uh, I just had this strangest but most enlightening conversation with two very cranky old beasts. How are you? <laughs> uh Pip looks very confused, but sort of is like, "I'll put a pin in that and come back to it later." Um, <laughs> she uh, she sort of says, "Oh, yeah, well, Flynn and I found all these herbs," and she kind of like because um, she's still wearing like her messenger bag, so I imagine she, like all the herbs that she was carrying, she kind of like shoved in her bag, um, and she'll mm. take it off her back and like open it and show it to Balthazar, and it's like, "Well, I needed a little help because uh, <laughs> I obviously was not listening." Uh, when you told us what we were looking for, so Flynn had to had to help me. But we have many things for Hiccup, and hopefully some of these will even be useful for our dear Ludson. Um, oh. The uh, Flynn is laying down the herbs, and you notice mm-hmm. that Flynn has also picked up rather subtly the um, the emetics that you had picked. 
Um, oh no! And puts them down next to the herbs in a separate pile and says, I believe these are yours, Pipistrel. Oh, that's so mean! She looks... Oh, even more... Maybe we can give these to uh, Ludson after uh, after he's discharged from from Hiccup's charge and, and, and make and sure Flynn, that he can get even better. Flynn interrupts you and says, uh, I recommend that you feed them to other beasts, maybe ones you don't like. Uh, this one, he points at a red berry, says, this one will make you vomit, though I wouldn't feed them to canids or uh, other creatures that don't have gag reflexes. And this one, and he points at sort of like a yellow spiky... It's yellow because it's more like uh, withered. He says, uh, well, you probably have to brew all of them at once, but this one makes uh, a tea that will clear your bowels. Oh. Mm, Pip, why would you want to give this to Ludson? <laughs> <laughs> Pip, like, her ears droop. Uh, and obviously, when, like, Pip's ears droop, it's a very noticeable thing because she is, like, two-fifths ear. Um... <laughs> Uh, she says uh, she'll she'll look at Flynn, kind of scowling with like these droopy ears, and say, "As Flynn has been so decent as to remind me, um, I didn't realize what I was picking when we first arrived at the um, the little oh, what do you call it? Like um, the little meadow. the little flower bed, the little meadow nearby. Um, well, you know, I feel I have no use for these sorts of." concoctions and other things and she sort of waves her like her wing over the over the berries and stuff and, and says um maybe they would be more useful to you in your line of work uh make a well this is gonna be a check to see how mm. uh flynn reacts to you it feels like it's willpower because you're trying to be you're asserting yourself and your personality so it feels like it's a willpower check to sort of like uh, have right yeah, dang my, my yeah my my will oh God, my my willpower is still at four because of all mm-hmm. the damage I took in the fight so not very good can I tag mm. I hope your next I- sorry just your next trade is hates wildcat <laughs> <laughs> anyway. oh God can I can I tag my uh, my good judge of character because she's she's had like. Uh, she's using her kind of slightly more perception, like her perception-based knowledge of like personalities to like, she's not trying to diss him. She's not trying to like make him feel bad, but she's kind of trying to point out that like, you know, she's a young bat. She got excited and she should not be mm. shamed by this big cat. Who's I'm going to say kind of to her. that that isn't going to be taggable because oh, no. this isn't about judging character. This is about asserting yourself and okay. that doesn't come into this like knowing what he's feeling doesn't change how you feel okay well then please fam only good vibes when i roll because i have a d4 you got this you got this you can do it god damn it it's it's a three and it's it's better than a one it's better than a complication you barely manage to pull it off and not without consequence flynn gives you a a very withering look um Hmm. This is the complication. I need you to roll <gasps> willpower because you've taken willpower damage. No! Oh my god, psychic. <gasps> Flynn is dunking on. Is the youth dunking on? <laughs> oh, I'm being dunked on. 
You can't escape ah! fate. Ah, so success. you 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 feel very pouty, but you don't receive the injury of sulking. Um, <laughs> so this is a fun bit of adventure of time. Uh, if you receive damage D4 and you roll a one, then you get an injury and you can't act in the story anymore until you resolve it. And your injury would have been having a sulk. <laughs> Oh my god. That's very good. Um so oh, you pig. you hold the sulk back, but um he gives you a very not withering, patronizing look and says oh. Ooh, they're picked. There's no point in just letting them rot. And anyway, the, you guys are traveling, are you not? And he points to the red berry and says, This is good if you've eaten something rotten and you need to get it out of you. Especially for some beasts, the gag reflex is much harder to trigger. You might injure yourself. It's easier just to eat these berries and be done with the business. These, and he points to the yellow leaves and says, these are very good if you've eaten something rotten or poisonous and you need to clear it. Or if you have worms. They have uses, just not ones you might think of. And he kind of uh, gestures. I and don't you, have and a gag reflex, so this could save my life. Thank <laughs> you. And he sort of <laughs> nods uh, at you and says, keep them. Anything has a use. Any tool can be used if you have a mind to find a use for it. Well, I and think, I think Pip sort of... Oh, with, with a very sly, like, look at you so that you would know the context, he says, not everything is natural advantages. They have a use, but not always. In reference Ooh. to your earlier conversation. Yeah, Pip is being schooled right now. Oh, my poor, my poor girl. <laughs> She's had a hard time just being bullied by a cat. <laughs> I'm, being, I'm, I'm just about here to have a good time. Yeah, and I'm having. I'm, I feel personally attacked right now. She like, she stops scowling at, at um, at Flynn, and she kind of, her ears are still down. They go down even further, and she kind of like looks away and nods, uh, sort of in a in, in a manner that sort of that screams. Fine, I see your point, and now I feel bad because I feel bad for being sassy with you. Muffles <laughs> um, um, are not, I think, not picking up in this situation that there's some condescension going. Because um, oh he likes Flynn, he just kind of looks around and says, like, um, when it seems that all of us can really learn from each have really learned from each other on this little venture. Flynn has learned a little bit from me, you have learned a little bit from Flynn. And Pipistrel has learned nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no, he says that you, Pip, has. Oh, sorry. Yeah. And yeah, I have learned from the wolf. <laughs> so to, um, I guess, wrap things up for this episode, mm. and to get us going on our way for the next one, um, unless you feel there's a conversation you need to have with the wolf, um, Lutzen sleeps the night and wakes up in the morning. Um. <laughs> Lutzen has been moved off of the dining table and into a cot. Oh, bless. Oh. Soundproof cot. <laughs> a coffin ready for popping on the ground. No. No! Yep. <laughs> um, it's a mech coffin, so from the grave. <laughs> it's, a, it's a metal coffin. Yeah. Um, Jesus. Uh. And wakes up in the morning and is sore and will have to mind this this big wound but mm -hmm. is hale and alive um oh my god 
we have got essentially the old toothy and free lie will make the the map the map for you and that you can give to the wolf and the wolf will use it to um, find the way to Blue Pond. Yeah. And we can resolve this. Yeah, exciting. Yeah. Uh, Balthazar will, like, um, as he delivered the map to the wolf, apologize that it's very small, but he would have asked them to, like, mount it or, or had, like, a crafter mounted on, like, almost like a little signpost so the wolf can, like, pick it up with his little claws and, like, lick at it mm -hmm. and not have to unfurl it. Um, That's cute. And uh, he just kind of bid the wolf a safe journey, um, safe journeys, and to once again kind of um, urge them to to let everybody at uh, Blueberry Pond know that Balthazar sent them, and maybe just for good measure, while he, while he doesn't like lying, maybe if the wolf says that it's a night, it would go go a lot better because that's what worked for him, like for him with wanting to talk to the wolf, and he knows that the other toes will think it's a knight because it has a cape. Mm. Oh! <laughs> and uh, the wolf, whose name is Manus, as a reminder. Uh, oh, Manus, yeah. Um, I don't think we ever learned the name. Oh, wait, no, yeah, you didn't. We, nev no. we never knew that the wolf was called Manus. <gasps> so I feel like a little tiny conversation with you, Balthazar, and the wolf. Um, the wolf uh, leans down, and when you give them the map, says, this is much too small. Um... I'll tell you what, and kind of sits on their haunches and holds out one paw with a massive claw that holds over the map, and then the other paw over a piece of parchment they have on their board, and they say, I haven't done this for some time. It's a serious skill I'm well versed in. Draw with my claw over this map, and I'll try and transpose to a larger scale on this paper. And oh, wow. The wolf has you trace the little map you have with the claw and then tries to mimic the movements on this larger piece yeah. of paper. Um, yeah. Oh, that's cool. And uh, it's, I mean, as maps go, what you had was not perfect because it was made by an uh, old retired uh, mapper, um, secondhand through a friend. But <laughs> the rough gesticulation and the, and the, the notation is enough to get them there. Um, yeah. And the wolf says... Well, I'll say that it's Balthazar that sent me, and uh, oh, if you ever actually, encounter any... Sorry. Oh. Yeah, go ahead. Here, um, he's going to get another... He's going to get rid of another thing from his inventory, but I think just for good measure, he's going to give the wolf the blueberry banner. <gasps> oh, the Ooh. banner? Yeah, and say, um, uh, I don't part with this very easily, but I think for good measure... To make sure that everyone knows that, uh, that it is me who sent you, um, please, have the banner of Blueberry Pond, and I'm sure that by cooperating with the Toads there one day, you'll have a banner of your own, and I can come back and take this one from you. So, oh Manus, who you don't know his name, Manus, uh, yeah. <laughs> is really curious about this, and probably spends the the end of like the sunset into twilight interviewing you about the forest fire at um willowmoot mm. because Ooh. they've noted how your banner has been burned and then repaired and mm -hmm. uh 
would want to know the story about this and why you wouldn't part with it so care, uh, carelessly. And interviews you, writes it all in the manuscript, takes the banner, and says, if you ever run into another wolf or anyone else who's part of the the guild, uh, the college, then tell them you're a friend of Manus. And <gasps> that should probably stop them from eating you, I guess. Oh, well, wolf friend acquired! Manus, you say? What a wondrous name! Now, I had a conversation with some hedgehogs about names earlier today. I'm very glad to have had learned yours. Perhaps yes, next I'm... time that I see you, you will be Sir Manus. Well, I'm not quite sure about that. Uh, it's Piercer Manus. I'm a Piercer. Ooh. Ooh. Piercer. Oh, because of your claws! How you pierce the... How you pierce the canvas! And, it's very uh, clever! Gives a very, like, Sir a Piercer Manus. <laughs> uh, no, not not quite. It would be Sir or Pierce. Pierce is the honorific. Piercer Manus Esquire. Don't <laughs> <laughs> oh, mind away. Don't worry. The toes of the log are very ingenious. We will make sure that you have a worthy title. Right. Oh my god. Well, if I'm going to make the best <laughs> of the evening, I shall have to be off. And uh, makes. Uh, Manus makes good niceties and then uh, leaves northwards uh, roughly towards the direction of Blueberry Pond, um, taking a route that they would think is best. Where has where's Flynn been in this whole situation? Have they been has he been just like watching from the sidelines? Yes. Um and I feel like uh Flynn would be semi I Pippa so you get the feeling that Flynn is kind of babysitting you while Balthazar talks to the wolf. You're both watching from uh, a hill uh, mm -hmm. nearby. So you see that they're talking, but you can't hear the conversation. Um, mm. But also you get the feeling that like anywhere, anytime you move to a different spot, Flynn follows you and doesn't say anything. What is the deal with this cat? Does he hate me? No, or I not, think like, does he, he not likes, hate me? as in he's looking out for you. Hmm. He is... You know, he's in a predicament of being like a predator, but he wants to help beasts. I think he's protective. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Make, that... I would make a willpower roll because you have the skill, good judge of I, character, to yeah, see I, how I much gonna... you can in intuit. Yeah, and also, I, like, you know, this kind of goes with Pippa Strell's, um, I've forgotten what you call them, a flaw of being overly suspicious. Like, mm. she's not, like, she, like, that was why she left Odok. It's because she felt like she was being nannied by her parents and they didn't want her to join mm. the Moon Messengers, etc. So she's like, heh. Yeah, so yeah, just make a straight dad. willpower roll. Ah, oh, dang. Annoying. I really mm. need to, I need to, I need you... to rest. You don't hate this person. You don't hate this no. cat. But you have it's the same sensation you had exactly when you were in Odok. Like, this cat is, is not leaving you alone. It's mm. too stifling. You know what? Screw this. Uh you're gonna The minute you can get away from this cat, you will. Like, there's no point. Oh, okay. It, that's that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Not like you're okay. gonna flee, but just like ugh. She's this yeah, cat she's bad like... vibes. Interesting. This cat is bad vibes. Ooh, interesting. Okay, okay, okay. Overbearing sus vibes. Mm -hmm. This you cat is think, sus. Yeah. You don't think the cat's <laughs> sus, you just think the cat doesn't respect you, and that kind of stings. Oh, yeah, that that will, that definitely will, that will not vibe with yeah. the pit. Because I think that's why she, like, that's why she, like, absolutely loves 
um, Ludson and Balthazar so much is because they mm. respect her. And, like, they also think she's really cool. And, like, because she can fly and stuff. And she's just like, ah, nobody's ever thought I, I think, was cool. Before. I think this All role takes on a lot of your previous encounters with um, Flynn. So when oh, Flynn really? walked over you when the buzzard was above, oh, uh, it, you yeah. now are like, oh, hang on. This cat doesn't think I can take on a buzzard? We took in, We almost took a pike out. Like, I can handle anything. God, what is this yeah. cat's problem? Mm. Um, and it kind of, it changes the way that you think about all the previous situations and encounters you've had with Flynn. Oh, oh, Pip. Which is That's interesting because we, it's been a, a while since we played this, but it's only been a few days since Flynn knocked you out of the sky with Ebola. That is true. Actually, she'll still be kind of smarting from that encounter because, like, the sky is 100% like, you know, yes, it's dangerous. Yeah, like, yeah, it's, it, it can be dangerous with, like, owls and birds and predators and things like that, but, like, she's small, she's agile, she's a very good flyer. She couldn't be a moon messenger if she wasn't, so, like, her being kind of taken out by Flynn in, in the air was, like, is a bit of a, is a real knock to her confidence, you know? Mm. Mm. So, like, I imagine that, kind of, sort of looking back on all of that, she's like, oh, man, like, no. Okay. Ooh, this is really interesting. This is really interesting. So, that wraps up the the wolf in Aspen Grace. Mm. Uh, I feel like this is where we're going to end today's episode. Um, and we are going to have a reflection, but I'm going to say it's going to be for um, uh, Balthazar and for Pipistrel. Uh, Lutzen, you were asleep, so... Yeah. <laughs> <There's a lot laughs> reflect okay. on it. <laughs> Sorry, Lutzen. That's fine. I was the one that jumped into bloody Pike's mouth. You need to you need to tell us what you were dreaming about. That will be oh, your reflection. Oh. <laughs> Cold sweat, just Pike, no, no, the bike, the bike. <laughs> oh. A long endless corridor with teeth at the end. Oh, oh god, god, that's a that is a nightmare. So, we'll start with Balthazar. Because you were the star of the show. Mm-hmm. Um I- Apologize, I was yes. Oh no, don't apologize. apologize. No, we love this it. is everyone having their tit and their tat in the spotlight. Exactly. So, how did you think you acted in the scene? Well, Ooh, I, I get to. to sorry, I forget. Vice and, yeah, for what's the? I forget that I tell you what virtue. the vice and the virtue were. So yeah. the the fortune you had, I have to find. This was uh, from vice and virtue. This is one of the prepared spreads from the book. Uh, oh. This was from the spread called networking. Um, and no. your fortune was the friend of my friend is my enemy. Um, this was the theme of ego, the balancing mm-hmm. vice and virtue of oh. envy and empathy. Oh, empathy, I think. Mm. Definitely. If I may. I mean, for this particular one, because with, um, with the wolf, it would have been ego, because he mm-hmm. was like, I know what you are. But with these guys, he was just listening to them. He did... Because he he empathized, he did kind of bring up his own experience. Um, if it helps you, he... if it helps you relate, the tags for envy are argue, begrudge, blame, contend, denounce, ignore, shame, and spite. None of those. And, <laughs> yeah, the tags for empathy are approach, consider, feel, imagine, listen, relate, sense, and understand. And yeah. I think relate specifically. All relate specifically is what Balthazar did a lot in this scene. You related your experiences um, to Old Toothy and uh, Free Lie. Free Lie. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, virtue. So with that, I get my auto other? Uh, yes. I will coop you there. I can't, yeah. I can't, uh, unfortunately, edit. Yeah. Delete. 
delete Balthazar. No! No, no, Never. I'm doing my, my best not to delete Balthazar. <laughs> but I am removing his mouth. Oh, you deleted Balthazar! Balthazar drops dead in the... <laughs> the... Oh, God. He's right in front of the wolf, and Flynn goes in and... The wolf is like, I will honor you, my friend, and eats I'm you. Kind of, I'm yeah. kind of losing my mind over this hand pip passing the herbs to Flynn, by the it's way. So it's good. Like, just the one hand on the ground. I swear to God, if there is ever a time where Beast Fables merch is made, can we please just have a sticker pack of hand pip? Like, it'll be, it, like, instead cursed. of buying it with money, it'll have to be, like, you know, it's like, you know, like, we will pay you to have it. Like, buy the season the season pass of uh, of Beast Fables for, for £20 or £10 if you let us give you these stickers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hand pip. How we love the kind of. <laughs> kind of. I love hand If anyone That's could do like a favorite. single finger push up, it would be hand put. Hand yeah, it, legit, one hundred percent would. Terrifying. Terrifying. I. Pip I, isn't I, I don't doing know. push ups. Pip is slapping the world away from them. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. So Balthazar is now virtuous. Uh, Pipistrel, how do you think you acted in your little scene? You didn't have a fortune. Um, no. But I think we're going for the general idea of vice being instant gratification and virtue being taking a step back, uh, observing and thinking more emotionally coldly about things and uh, balance being mm. a middle of the two. I I think Pip started that scene definitely in vice because she was like, oh, yay, it's like, like a little bit of respite. I get to fly around. I get to pick flowers and berries. This is really fun. I'm having a good time. Um, but then obviously mm. she kind of has that quite sort of like Flynn is like uh, you're an idiot these are all not these are all like diuretics etc you don't want these um well at least they're not they're not herbal remedies um mm. but then like after that I think she you know she's listening to Flynn you know she takes on his advice and his like guidance for what she should actually be looking for um you know and I, I feel like when he was saying uh like Balthazar um you know he uh you know, he had a common sense walking up to that wolf, etc. I think you could, I mean, you could kind of argue on both sides, but I'll argue it on the side of virtue. Like, she was defending her friend, which she thought was sort of an unwarranted attack when he, was, he wasn't there to defend himself. I would um, say that's not I virtue, I think that was though. vice. Yeah. Really? Vice is instant gratification. Virtue is emotional distance. Oh, fair enough. Um, so it's not good and bad. It is uh, being in the moment versus taking a, a step back. I feel like virtue oh, yeah, no, would have been yeah. uh, things like empathizing, for, uh, relenting, forgiving, cooperating. Mm -hmm. That would have been considering what uh, uh, Flynn was saying and being like, well, and being critical. You could still say, well, I don't believe that. But having mm. the reaction that Pip did of, how dare you say that about my friend? Um, I think that's vice. That's, uh, I know that I'm right and I believe what I'm going to believe in. I think that's things like pride. Um, that's ignoring what Flynn is saying. That's rebuking Flynn for having the audacity to say that. That feels like like uh, vice to me. Fair enough. I, I, I was just, I was, more, was thinking about it in the sense of like, you know, she did it with, she did it with uh, like the best intentions is what oh, I mean. Oh, of course. Like, you know, like you can do he... vice and virtue with the best of intentions. It's not yeah, a reflection like... of, 
of good or evil. There's no good or evil. Yeah. There's a, I just, what are you doing to get your goals? So yeah, that's, that's that. I think just as a good example, remember Atlanta in our night game, uh, we had that encounter with the like bandits and we were oh, like, what yeah. are you doing on the land of King Arthur? And we were actually acting with pride. We were acting with vice because we weren't trying to understand why they were um, why they were there attacking the wagon. We were just like, you shouldn't be here because we say so. Um, yeah, that's that a good point, actually. Acting in a way that was like, oh, we're knights and chivalrous and blah, but it was mm. actually right. Yeah, no, okay, that's that's actually, yeah, that's very true. Then, yeah, okay, and I, I think, think like, a positive spin to this, because all of this is meant to empower yourself to play mm. your character. I think Pip is vice, because coming away from this encounter with, um, uh, with Flynn, I mm. feel like you almost, you feel a challenge to believe in yourself more. You're like, Flynn doesn't think I can do this, but I know that I can do this, which is why you have an auto-self-success. You've got yeah. that drive to keep improving yourself. I think that's I think that's kind of what Pip is really discovering, like, on this journey, like, with her friends, is that, like, you know, she is, like, it's, it's you know, it's kind of, I don't, I don't know what you could equate it to in the real world, but she she is a small, she's a small beast, you know, she's good at what she's good at, you know, the, those, like, natural advantages that Flynn is talking about, but, like, you know, but she also doesn't want to just use her natural advantages. She also wants to be mm. like fun and kind and free. Like you know, she just she's so desperate for you know, for freedom, mm. to be able to be her own be her own beastie. And like she has friends who support her. So when she meets people or when she meets beasts like Flynn, who are like, stay on stay in your lane, so to speak. Um, See, I don't think he was saying that. Well, yeah, I suppose, but like he was saying the opposite of that. But sorry. Oh yeah, I mean, I kind of when he's sort of when he's talking about like natural advantages, it kind of makes it it made well, it made me think like, does that mean like don't try to be anything other than just a bat or like I like I, I was sort of I, I feel was like what that's the that's the joy of conversation in the yeah I think yeah, he yeah meant uh like work together and work mm. to your your advantages, but Pippa Stroll heard just another challenge of you're just a bat. And mm. that's a rhetoric yeah. that Pip has been has grown up with in Fearful Parents. Like, you're just a little bat. You can't go do anything. Yeah. Uh, the moon message is saying, like, oh, well, fly these routes because they're safe. And then being yeah. in war and all these other, like, like, emotions. Yeah. Yeah. She, like, she just wants to, she wants to prove herself. Because, like, you know, as we've, like, established, like, very, very early on when we started playing Beast Fables, like, she's, she's still very little. She's very young. Mm. You know, she's not, I don't, I can't remember what the equivalency would be in, um, uh, in like human human years, but like, like uh, I think early twenties, like it's that mm. that very formative age where like you're really still discovering a lot about yourself. So like I feel like that's kind of where she's at at the moment. So like even if Flynn kind of said all these things with the you know, with the best intentions, she would be like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> so some bats can live for thirty years. Um, the the canon wow! is that animals in beast fables live ten times longer than they normally do. So we have a sense of scale because rats can live for like nine years in good mm. keeping. So it's just like a human could live to ninety if they have like good healthcare throughout their life. Uh, like rats are the hu are the standard, so we can have that human aging. So mm -hmm. like some bats can live to be three hundred, which is Holy like, insane. Shit. But That's most awesome. bats live to like you know eighty, ninety, hundred if they have good care for them it's just like yeah. the extra big hail elders and stuff like that so i'd say maybe like you're like 18 19 that's like an equivalent of like yeah that out of teenage but not quite seen not quite as, an a adult, full, yeah. as a full adult yeah that's true that's oh. true she a babu she a little babu mm -hmm. bat she will boo. Like place. 
Coffee! <laughs> Yeah, this has been really fun. This has been a nice uh, change of pace as well from being eaten by fish. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Skill week. Ne like, next episode has to be a Ludson episode, but it's going to be a dream sequence, and that's all it'll be. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> well, next episode, you start on your journey, You're the next leg of your journey, to Bramble Fork. Ooh, exciting. Mm -hmm. Tracking down Chipper, who has stolen <gasps> Ludson's beetle. So, oh. this is the next part of finding the iron beetle and finding justice this is gonna be fun beast fables most wanted chipper mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. but for now i feel we should uh, reintroduce ourselves for our lovely audience and uh go have some lunch i feel yeah. it's a three yeah. o'clock time for some nomage i am brian i use he him pronouns and i run dungeons and a dime which is an entry-level role-playing game publishing imprint thing <laughs> uh, I have been your narrator for today I uh, do all sorts of fun things on Twitter and Instagram I've been posting lots of cool artwork that's been coming out from Vice and Virtue which is the subsystem we've been using um, and I have some exciting new projects uh, including Carved in Stone which I have been drafting with my friends over at uh, the, the Society of Antiquarians of Scotland which is cool and Glasgow Life do some cool education things as well uh, so keep your eyes peeled for stuff like that we also have Scurry which is the Beast Fables one-shot system that we have written and wrote and are Thanks. illustrating. Okay. It fully funded um, and even made extra money so everyone can have more money because more money is what? Great. <laughs> and uh, so keep your eyes peeled for more fab beast art. It's going to be a real hoot. Um, yeah. Oh, excellent, uh, excellent owl pun just there. Sorry, I need to yeah. interject. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, there might be owls. I might put owls in this game now. Um, <laughs> next up in our list of people to introduce themselves, we have Ver. Pips, everybody. I have been Ver. Uh, you can find me on social media at Verface at Twitter, Sticks and Sharks at Tumblr, and you can also find me on Patreon. Uh, under Verface, where you can support me uh, and allow me to draw things forever. Um, I also, once again this week, have a shout-out for the Kindred Press 2021 comic collection on <laughs> Kickstarter, <laughs> in which uh, my comic, Woven Daughter, is uh, part of the collection. It is a 42-page comic about this, a cycle of uh, death or destruction and rebirth uh, featuring a giant hulking beast called the Burning Beast and its lone herald, the Daughter. Uh, we have uh, met our goal uh, last week. Uh, yeah. We are now uh, pushing just to our stretch goals, which are uh, in, uh, the only stretch, stretch goal is that for every 500 pounds that we raise, uh, us, the artists, get uh, a little extra bonus uh, on top of our pay. So please. we are scrolling through on the stream the artwork from the Kickstarter page as well. It's the beautiful, oh. uh, fantastic. So with that, you can see how to spell Kindry Press uh, because uh, it is Q U I N D R I E uh, Kindry Press at Kickstarter. Please check it out if you would so desire. Kindry uh, Press. Yes, Brian, thank you very much for having me. Atlanta and Fraser, thank you very much for being my delightful co-players. I really hope that we see more Litson next week. I'm sorry, Fraser, that you weren't around much. You should Don't be eaten less by bites. Yes. <laughs> yes, that was the it was cause and effect, you know. 
<laughs> Less fish eating next episode, please. <laughs> and that's me. Okay, next up we have the most vivacious Atlanta. Uh, hello. I am a squeaking pile of bats, otherwise known as Atlanta. Um, uh, I use she, her pronouns. You can find me, uh, on social media in general, um, at alpaca scribbles on Twitter, at alpaca underscore scribbles on Instagram. Uh, as per usual, I have nothing really to plug aside from, um, just I have- Are your commissions open? Yes, I do have commissions open right now. Um, I have uh, one slot currently available. I I'm working on a bunch of other things as well as scurry art. So commissions are taking me a little bit longer than usual, but uh, I'm very happy to take people and add them to uh, lists, etc. You know, would you like me to draw you as a Beast Fables character or do you have D&D characters or just OCs in general or anything like that? Give me a shout because uh, it would be lovely to uh, continue to... Um, try and do art professionally etc and also uh at the moment uh, it, it would be really great to get commissions because i am in dire need of it getting a printer um because it would be <laughs> nice to actually be able to you know print off and then send you finished commissions uh, i have other dare. alternatives at the moment but it it would be lovely help atlanta fund a printer please via commissions that would be great thank you very much but also Hashtag as we information Get a yes, commission information is on my uh, Instagram. It's my uh, my Instagram. What we're talking about? It's Actually, it is on my Instagram on the screen right now. If you look at the stream, you can see that beautiful commission <laughs> information. But yes, Thank just you. go to alpaca scribbles for alpacas information. Yeah, do you like alpacas and do you like scribblings? I am your girl. But yes, uh, Brian, thank you so much for today's game. As per usual, it's so I have missed Beast Fables more than I can possibly say. So it's lovely to be back in it again. Uh, Ver, Fraser, you're both wonderful, just delicious people in general. And <laughs> Ooh, spicy. <laughs> spicy. Um, and it's spicy and sweet. Exactly. And it's it's nice to have, you know, two sensible, well, we have a sensible character, a very compassionate character, and then we have Pip, who is just a disaster, but it's wonderful. Oh. She's, a, she's a wonderful disaster. She's oh. a little delight. <laughs> she is. The yeah. And speaking of little delights, we have got <laughs> Fraser. Oh, you. That's much better than vertical or whatever it was last time. <laughs> it was um, like acceptable. <laughs> acceptably <laughs> vertical. I was like, okay. Thanks. Acceptable and upright. <laughs> it was close enough. Like an upstanding Hi. gentleman. I, I, want, I want to use vertical as just like, Hi, I'm vertical ver. <laughs> oh, Yes. Um, but yeah, hey, I have been Fraser. Um, I have been playing Watson. I go by he and pronouns. I'm also an illustrator, character artist person. Um, yeah, you can follow me on Instagram at underscore lost astronaut, on Twitter at underscore underscore lost astronaut. Uh, and you can support me on Patreon at patreon.com slash lost astronaut. Um, my commissions are currently not exactly open at the moment, but might be next month. We'll see. I have a lot of work to do, but... Uh, in the meantime, you can check out The Clockwork Order is another uh, tabletop RPG stream that I do with a bunch of friends. It's a queer-friendly D&D um, campaign that we're running. It's really fun. It's been really good. And we air every Saturday night at 7pm GMT. So come along, check us out. All the episodes are up on Spotify and YouTube to catch up. Um, the next one will be episode 11, I think. Yeah, episode 11. Mm -hmm. So that's fun. But yeah, that's that's me, and that's all I have to plug. Amazing. Well, thank you all to the guests that joined me today, and to Roll20 for their cool VTT. You can get Adventures on a Dime on Roll20, naturally, for free, 
or you can go to doid.co.uk and find all the cool stuff there. Also, I forgot to plug my own thing, aside from just the fact that I'm a publisher and I'm cool and you should love me forever. Mm -hmm. uh, I have a Patreon too, Dungeons on a Dime, and you can find awesome adventures. Uh, we're doing Beast Fables adventures for all of 2021 uh, with some awesome, cool miniatures from our lovely, lovely Fraser. Um, and some maps by myself and Adventure Hooks. Uh, this month, the month the month of March, uh, I'm going to be releasing. I think the full title for this. Oh uh, God, no! It. It's incredible. not again. It's it's absolutely incredible. It's a lot. Let me find it. I have it to hand um, if you want me to get it. It is. <laughs> I I have it. I have it. Hang on. Uh, okay. It is. I don't have it. <laughs> Badly behaved <laughs> badgers bother beekeeping beavers by the backwater. Good no. lord! Badly, badly behaved, burrowing badgers bother beekeeping beavers by the backwater. I found more bee words. I was one. I was one bee out. Mm -hmm. Outstanding. The draft has changed it. since then. Or for short, so good. Yeah. Yes, that'll be fun. We will see you next Wednesday at 12.30 p.m. GMT. The, the, the gum-mutter. Gum Goodbye for now. <laughs> Bye.